the I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Audiskew is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. I'm Rob. I'm Nick. And I'm Joe. I love it. I think it's kind of meh. And I've never seen it. We're keeping up with the Cardassians. A podcast covering seven seasons of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. But that's not it. We go down the wormhole of pop culture, life, and Garrick. New episodes every Monday. On your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also interact with the show on Twitter at CardassiansPod. And just like the Ferengi, we can't wait to stroke your lobes. Podcast. I am CJ. With me, as always, is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? Thank God you're out of my house. Fuck. I was out of your house the last recording. I know. I I just finally recovered. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Good, man. Good. Um, speaking of that, actually, when I was putting the other the episode where we recapped the trip, it occurred to me uh, as I was looking at some music for something else I was working on. That Rasputin record store we went to at Berkeley, the whole time yeah. we were there, I was like, I know this from something. Like, there was something about it, besides the fact that it's kind of famous, but, like, just the, like, there's something... Something uh, in your core. Right, and it's not, like, the name Rasputin. Like, I know what Rasputin is. He's a dude from Russia, like, one of the, you know, fucking czars of Russia back in the day. But, like, mm-hmm. there was something else about it, and I just could not put my finger on it. And I'm looking at my music... Fucking Metallica was a record store day ambassador four years ago, I want to say it was, something like that, and fucking performed at Rasputin. No shit. Did a whole fucking show at Rasputin, like a 40-minute set at at the store. And I'm like, ah! Yeah, I was in the room with, with, where Metallica was in the room. Yeah, well, it's not like that. I've, that's happened before, but it's and most of the time while they're performing. But you know, because I remind me, you you see Metallica live like nine times. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, I assumed yeah. as such. I just didn't know it was that much. Yeah, I've seen them multiple, <laughs> multiple times. The only two times I've missed the first the first show I could have ever seen them at was the same night as our junior prom. And if you recall, I was heavily involved with somebody at that point in mm-hmm. my life, and mm-hmm. she basically said, "You skipped this." Prom. To go to that concert and we're done. So, you know, which I kind of don't blame her for, you know. But, uh, no, I would have left your ass if, you you know, like. Um, so I, that, you get to choose at that point, like, hey, I like this band or I love this chick. Right. And and she won. 
And it was it yeah. was it was a smart move because honestly, it's still one of the best nights of my entire life. Like I remember it that well, that fondly. Right. So like, despite the fact that I didn't see Metallica, there was worse things that could have been happening. So oh man, uh, I, I'm gonna fucking tweet at fucking James Hatfield and be like, <laughs> CJ cock blocked himself. Yeah, and then he cock blocked Metallica. Like he Metallica blocked himself. Yeah. And then, like, two years ago, they were in town playing at the link, and I just couldn't afford it. Because, right. I mean, the thing about Metallica, and I don't, people will chalk it up to greed, but I don't think it is. I think it's just that, you know, you get paid your worth, you know. And at this point, like, the tickets, and I'm not even talking, like, floor seats. Like, these were, like, up. It. So the link mm-hmm. for you, Rico, just, and for the rest of the audience, is a football stadium. Mm-hmm. Like, a professional, where the Eagles play. Um and the $150 ticket was up in the stands, and Metallica mm-hmm. was down on the field. So, like, you were still pretty mm-hmm. far away, and it was $150. Right. So, like, I just, at that point in my life, I couldn't, I wasn't making the kind of money where I could afford something like that. Now, I, sure. could, probably, I could probably do it now, but oh well. I got you. I also don't have anyone to go with anymore. So if I were to go to Metallica, it'd be me, just lone dude. I mean, there'd be other fans there, but not anyone that I... No. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I because I'm so n- new to the concert fucking experience. I, I mean, I, every time I've gone, I've gone with people. Sure. But I've often wondered, I'm like, if it was someone I really, really desperately wanted to see, like someone like one of my all time favorite bands or singers or whatever, would I want to go with myself? Would I want to go with somebody, or would I want to go by myself and have it like almost be like? This is a personal like. Haven't you ever wanted to just go to the movies by yourself? I'll go to movies all the time by myself. I hate going. I hate with people. I, well, not necessarily with people. It depends on who I'm going with. Like I saw, I saw Endgame with Logo Mike and Deb actually, mm-hmm. and it was fine. But like, right. you know, and if if while I was out there, we had gone to the movies, it wouldn't have been like terrible, you know, because there was a part of me that wanted to be like, hey, dude, F9's still in the theater, let's go, the Fast and the Furious, you know, right? and I figured that'd be like pulling teeth to get you to do it, so I ultimately decided not to suggest it, but like, um, just because of the movie, like if Black Widow had come out while I was out there, then it would be like, fuck, let's go see Black Widow, you know what I mean? Sure, but Speaking of which, did you watch Black Widow? Yet? Not yet, no, it's actually okay. what I'm doing tonight when we're done, but, um, okay. but yeah, I, um, you know, so movies I prefer to be by myself, and I actually prefer waiting till like a week or two after it comes out. That way, I can almost get the theater to myself, depending on mm-hmm. the film. You know, so mm-hmm. but concerts, I've been to a concert once or twice by myself, and it's a it's a weird experience. I won't lie to you, but you know, I would imagine it be. It depends on the band, but I would imagine it'd be kind of almost personal. It'd be like it's just like I can. I don't. I can just kind of zone in, look at the band, and be like almost tricking myself into thinking they're there for me. It's um, just, it's just I, us. I didn't take. I've never taken that far, but even when I go with people I know, I can typically like zone out what's going on around me when the band's on stage, whether sure. it's Metallica or anyone else. You know what I mean? So, right. um, but the two times I've seen them by myself been have been during festival shows. So like it's ones mm-hmm. where you get like thirty bands playing, and it's sort of like mm-hmm. an eight hour day of just you know music and whatever so um, music drinking yeah i mean i don't typically drink too much of those because like i i never understood that i never understood that let's get so fucked up i don't remember the show like that doesn't compute to me i, I didn't so. say 
getting drunk. I just said no, drinking. but most most people do. I know a lot of people that do. I know right. a lot of people that like pre-drink and they walk in so hammered. It's like, how did you even enjoy what you just spent like forty to eighty dollars on? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because that's typically right. what a festival show will run you. You know, right. so it's like. I, I just don't get it, but that's yeah. that's a me thing. Um, I but uh, at the risk of getting cocky, I consider myself a pretty personable individual. So like I I usually can find a group of people to start like hanging out with, and I did at those shows, but it wasn't like people I became friends. Like I don't, you know, it was it it. Uh, I'll use a um, Fight Club analogy. They're single serving friends. Like it was you were there, you know, you hang out for the night of the show and then you part ways and you never speak again. Like it's what, what was the guy's name? His name was Robert Paulson. His yeah, exactly. Robert yeah, Paulson. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, I just wanted to bring up that like the whole time we were at Rasputin and something was in my brain. Like this is a thing. And now I know why it's because that's where Metallica performed a few years earlier. So that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, while you were fucking realizing where you were when you were out here in Berkeley, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, I fucking was, dude, I saw so many fucking movies because we have to, we lost another fucking filmmaking guru essentially. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is, and now you are, uh, you are fucking more or less a part of what I've been complaining about for three years. We will fucking discuss someone, and then they fucking die. <laughs> so, for those who are keeping track, a couple weeks ago, we released a Goonies episode. Yep. Yep. A couple episodes and, ago, yeah. And that, w- that was honestly, that was not planned. I, as, as we said on that episode, we were, we were fucking supposed to do something else that and i was having a really bad night and i needed a pick-me-up yeah. i needed something easy and we did a goodies thing because you know goodies is part of my childhood as we discussed and then what a week ago fucking richard donner died yeah I, the day like, the day i the day after i got home from yeah from being out there so the only other time this has also happened that's recent enough for me to mention i randomly watched alien I would get a whole alien kick, like two or three months, whatever, whatever Yafet Kato died was the night before I watched alien. Yafet Kato is in fucking alien. And yeah. it was like, I text literally, I texted Maxwell. I was just like, Hey, and I'm like, Hey man, I'm watching alien. What are you up to? He's like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. I'm doing blah, blah, blah. Next fucking day. I said, Yafet Kato died. I just watched alien. What the serious fuck. This happens to me all the goddamn time. Yeah. And it's not them dying. It's like their birthday. Like, I'll be like, huh, I, I don't know why, but I feel like watching a Christian Slater movie or or a fucking Tom Hanks movie. And I'll watch a fucking movie, and then I'll go, I'll be like, huh, that's interesting. I'll look up the trivia, and I'll look up the fucking person. I'm like, holy shitballs, it's his fucking birthday. You know what? I um, It just occurred to me, we should, there's a movie we should do sometime. Not tonight, because we're already scheduled for now. But, like, right. and I don't know, I, th- I don't know why this hit me because it does tie into what we were talking about earlier but not exactly what you were just talking about but metallica did a movie called through the never and it's a movie through the never it's called the, is what the movie is called yeah it's also the name of one of their songs from from the black album but yeah okay. the, the movie is called through the never and it's yeah we should do that movie that would be interesting to take get your 
perspective they, on are they acting or is it just a long ass music video it's it's a long ass music video basically okay but, so it's not it doesn't have very any like plot is what you're saying no there's plot there's plot so basically um the the long and short of it is Metallica's doing a concert and while they're doing the concert the apocalypse takes place outside the arena okay so and they got I, a fucking Deal no, they're, with the they're, by no, they're, the rock. they're they're completely oblivious to it. Like it's like everyone in this in this in the in the arena has no clue what the fuck is going on. I, I'm not I'm not gonna lie, man. You you gotta sell it a little bit better than that. <laughs> <I> <laughs> like, uh, like you basically just described, as far as I'm concerned, every Metallica music video I've ever seen. They're playing. Destruction's happening around them. That's not true. I can name plenty oh. of Metallica videos where there's no destruction. Okay, but this just happens to be one of them. And you're like, and they this was a feature length fucking movie. This was yeah. released in theaters. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. So yeah, Dick Donner died. Um, <laughs> fucking jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> fucking speaking of like, okay, here's what I'll say. When you you could probably pick out a Spielberg film, like a Scorsese film. Like yeah. there are certain directors that you could just be like, that's probably Spielberg. That's probably Scorsese. That's probably Zemeckis or, mm-hmm. or whoever. Yeah. Yeah. I have got to acknowledge that Dick Donner has one of the most constantly or not anymore, but he had the most constant evolved style and filmmaking his his yeah if you if you you know we're not gonna first off i think we should clarify for the audience that the movies we're gonna discuss are all pretty much with the exception of one are all post one of our birth i don't think because he has a whole career back in the 60s and 70s that i can't yeah and a lot of that is his tv shit but there's a lot of movies too. There, you're right. A lot of it's TV. You no no argument. But there's several movies in there as well, like four or five, I believe it was, is what I when I looked at. It. Well, I um, mean, not for nothing, but like he didn't have a career until he did The Omen, which is really a weird fucking thing to acknowledge. Right. It well, is kind of like his Jaws. He had a movie before that called X15. If I'm seeing this right. Right. Um, which I think is basically the equivalent of uh, Lucas's THX one one three eight, where it's like, uh, okay, <laughs> you right. know, it's it's, so. it's it's his arty start. Is sure. what I, I don't know. I don't know the film, but I would be just based on the title. I'm like, he fucking was just trying anything. But and then he had a movie called. He had a couple other movies. Like I'm looking at one called Salt and Pepper. One called The London Affair. Uh, let's see what else there's the, and then, and then the omen, the omen's the one that to your point, and I don't disagree with you. The omen's the one that kind of like breaks him through. Like that's the La- launched his ass. Yeah, yeah. But my point is if you watch the omen, the, the, like if you didn't know it was all the same director and I put the omen in front of you, you would not think, oh yeah, the guy who did Superman did this. Or if I put in fucking lethal, the only ones that look like they're made by the same director are all four lethal weapons. Cause that's it. it. Cause they are well, cause it's his style. Like he, he's um, he. I I feel like Quentin Tarantino's trying to be Richard Donner in that, like Quentin tries to do different styles and ultimately always ends up doing Quentin. 
Do you know what I mean? Like it's not it's not because he's a bad director, but like he he attempts to do different things I, and just doesn't. I would argue, yeah, I would argue that he homages and then twists. You know right. what I'm saying? But I th- I still I still think he's like Richard Donner was like he's trying to do different things, even if he's homaging. Like I still think he's not trying to just do a Quentin movie. But you know, you get sure. a you get a feel to yourself. You start doing it. It's like just right. what it, yeah. So. Um, All right, so I'll tell you what I watched. I mean, I'm going to exclude Goonies because we just did that, but yeah, I saw I The Omen. Okay. I saw Superman 1 and 2 and also The Daughter Cut. So I saw Superman 2 and and The Daughter Cut are, are basically the Snyder Cut and the Justice League. Right, which, which I it's really interesting how close those line up. Like and that. so, and and what a coincidence. It's Warner Brothers I, fucking shit up. I was just um, thinking I also, the same thing. I also watched Maverick, which Steph owned and I had never heard of, never seen. And just looking at the poster, I was like, the fuck? I'm, I don't give it's a It's a Western fuck. film, but I was right? Like, if I recall. It, uh, honestly, it's if you took Lethal Weapon and put it in the Old West. Okay. Without without if you Danny make, Glover, right? Because I think he's not in that. He's in it. Oh, is he? Okay. Dude, I, I have to ruin one point. The, I'm not... Probably ever gonna watch it, so yeah. You should fucking watch it. No, but I'm saying if I if I see it, I see it, but I'm not gonna be upset if you spoil okay. something. Yeah. So at one point, there's a fucking po- so the the Maverick, which I didn't know, was based off of a show with James Garner. Okay. Who is also in this movie, and he, you know, so it's kind of like like they're homaging the show by having one of the original actors, but one of the original actors is also playing a different character and blah, blah, blah. So Mel Gibson is this guy named Maverick who is a, is just he's a, either the luckiest guy in the world or the most unlucky guy in the world. And he's constantly gambling and he's trying to fucking get to a part of whatever, the Old West, where it's on a fucking giant-ass yacht, you know, and, and uh, it's a card game. It's like a private card game and like the, the initial... Uh, buy-in is 25k which is a lot of money now but it was even more fucking money back then so it's him and uh jody foster and james garner are just trying to trek their way and of course hijinks ensue alfred molina uh is fucking young and 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 plays an antagonist um but at one point he goes to a banker one of his old friends who owes him a thousand dollars because he's trying to go to all his old people that all owe him debts and try and, you know, get paid up so he can fucking do this thing in the middle of him arguing with the guy, the banker, the bank gets held up and you can hear the voice before you see the guy. Mm. And it's, it's Danny Glover in the fucking bandana face mask. And you just hear the voice like that. And, and Mel Gibson, they do this fucking moment. It's so cheesy, but you would love it. They kind of look at each other, and Mel Gibson just kind of pulls down the bandana, and it's revealed to be Danny Glover. And he's like, hey, man, what the hell? And he puts the fucking bandana back. And then you hear the, like, fucking lethal weapon music, where it's, like, super sensitive and serious, where it's that twangy fucking guitar, mm-hmm. like, almost, being you. And they kind of look at each other, and, like, rock like kind of look like they're trying to recognize each other and they both go nah i don't recognize them like basically that 
So I'm watching that and you're like, holy fuck, that's that's amazing. Because good for like it's just lethal weapon, you know, prequel right. essentially. Right. Right. Lethal fucking western. <laughs> um <laughs> and then what you don't realize is the other member there's like two other members of the bank robbery crew. And it's a quick like blink and miss it. Fucking Corey Feldman is one of them. Of course he is. You're like, what? Why? Why? Of course he is. Because he was in the fucking Goonies one. Like he was just, that's as far as I know, that's the only thing they worked on together. And then you want, and then, but it's like, he's off to the left. You, he doesn't even have any fucking lines. Just like, Hey, this is Corey Feldman. What the fuck? And then later in the film, uh, Maverick and company fucking meet a, like a whole bunch of churchy women got robbed by the quote unquote engines, which really it's white people actually pretend to be engines as a gotcha. cover. And you're not, if you're not paying attention, you realize that one of the women that's just off to the right is fucking Margot Kidder. Like she has like one line and it's not like a close up on her face. Like, Hey, look, it's fucking Lois Lane. Isn't that fucked up that like she's in this. It's just the weirdest thing of him putting in cameos. With people he's worked in and then not showcasing it. That's something Tarantino does. Tarantino wants you to know, motherfucker, that's Kurt Russell. Or, holy fuck, that's Michael Madsen. I used to work with him, and I put him in this fucking movie. Or, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas Donner, Donner's just like, hey, we're all fucking family. You're just in the background. You know? Right. Um, you might you might dig Maverick, because I know you're, you're I th- a pretty I think I've big seen fan of... part of it. Okay. Just because I and, I and I don't know how or why, like I don't remember the context of when it occurred, but like I, because he's a card player, like you said, right? So mm-hmm. there's a scene where he's in a, I mean, I'm sure this doesn't narrow it down for the movie, but like he's in a bar somewhere and he's playing cards and he's cheating, and I think Jodie Foster was like in on on it in the scene that I was watching. So, uh, he doesn't cheat. He actually prides himself that he doesn't cheat he just says he he doesn't bluff that often so yeah, of course i, when I, he I gets, mean like like i said it was maybe five minutes if if that that i saw so like i can't alfred molina's character accuses him of cheating that might be what it was that might be but what he, i saw he's then, not yeah. cheating but he does a quick draw fucking thing where i'm like holy shit we gotta rewind that what the fuck yeah um i liked it i liked maverick i was i was pleasantly surprised by it and it's it's Goofy in the same sense that Lethal Weapon is goofy. Sure. It looks like a big party. Um, then you get to the fucking Omen. And you watch, you're like, oh, man. Fuck Omen. It's fucking, oh, man. And have you seen it? No, of course not. What do you mean, of course not? It's a fucking horror film. You know I don't watch that shit. I know, but you saw fucking Gothica. And you've like you've seen Jaws. Like, Jaws is a horror film. I watched Jaws because it was basically forced on me. Well, all right. So I don't think I had seen Omen from beginning to finish until I saw it this time. Okay. It's a fucking great goddamn movie. It's, it's, I wouldn't label it as flat out scary, but the music makes it kind of scary because it's a lot of fucking high pitched choir chanting shit. Right. All in Latin. I'm saying for someone who was raised Catholic, you might actually be like, ah, fuck, <laughs> you know, even, even if you are a lapsed Catholic or you're agnostic or whatever, 
that was ingrained in you for a very long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So to fucking have this, like, the whole premise is not she, like, Damien, like, the Antichrist was not born from Gregory Peck's uh, wife's character. That's the that's the crazy thing is like you never expect to watch this movie and be like, what the fuck is Atticus Fitch doing in this movie? Like this is a long ass way from Boo Radley, god damn it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so his it's it it starts with he's a the ambassador to England, but he's in Italy, so I guess he's not the Well, should we talk about the stuff that I saw before we well, I'm I'm doing the ones that you haven't seen just to get them out of the way. Okay. Yeah, that was honestly the point. Because then we can fucking debate about like Superman and Lethal Weapon and shit like that. Well, yeah, I think there's a couple that I've seen that you haven't though in this list too. Looking at his uh, IMDb. Let, let me just get the horror movie out of the way. All right, all right. You're 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 not gonna want to fucking talk about it. So his his fucking wife uh, loses a baby in childbirth, but she doesn't know that. And at the and so he's the straw. He doesn't know how to tell his wife. And then some fucking random Italian, which I'm like, of course the fucking Antichrist is Italian. Some random Italian like uh, priest goes up and says, you know, there was another child born at exactly this time. And then you find out, oh, it was it was June sixth, uh, nineteen seventy six. Is so it's six six six. It was also born on the at six a.m. So it's just super sixes. <laughs> so he adopts his child, doesn't tell his wife, and they raise it as their own. And that's right. Damien. And then on Damien's sixth birthday, that's when like the evil sort of manifests. And the implication is that Damien doesn't know that he's the son of the devil, but he's definitely a wicked ass kid. Like, fuck the plot. Fuck. Gregory Peck, fuck evil child and blah, blah, blah. The background that Dick Donner did to make this movie happen is astounding. For example, trying to find a kid to play the son of the devil, the fucking Antichrist, this was his method. Every kid who came in, he said, all right, come and attack me. Like five-year-olds, six-year-olds, like come and, and give it all. Beat the shit out of me. The kid who plays Damien, who's, I believe, now in jail, no joke. Like went to jail because he had a like he was having road rage and pulled the driver out who cut him off and beat the fuck out of him. And then, then someone else was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, you want some shit too?" And beat the fuck out of him too. That's what this guy is doing. He's been two fucking movies. They're both called Omen. One's a remake. They're one of them sucks. He fucking so the audition. He's like, "All right, come at me." This fucking kid went clawed at Dick Donner's face, punched him repeatedly, and for good measure, kicked him square in the balls. Dick Donner's on the ground, in pain, yells at his fucking production assistant or his producer or whatever and says, the kid's perfect, dye his hair black, He's he's the, he won the fucking role. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely fucking hysterical to me. That this is what he went through to find the son of the devil. He's like, just beat the shit out of me. Go for it. <laughs> um, before we branch off that, I got to tell you about the omen curse. Hold on a second. Um, I'm reading about what he did. They were actually two people on bicycles that he beat the shit out of. Oh, it was bicycles. It wasn't cars. Yeah, I guess they. I guess they like 
got in his way or something. Um, I've I've heard I've heard stories that um, and we should ask like Rebecca or Henry about this, but like the British that live in like London proper hate cyclists because apparently they just feel like they own the roads. I've seen footage of like arguments from bicyclists and and you know drivers. I think they're both fucking wrong. Oh, I'm not saying one's wrong versus the other one. I'm just saying, you know, so. All right. So the according to IMDb, the film seemed to fall victim to a sinister curse. Gregory Peck and screenwriter David Seltzer took separate planes to the UK. Yet both planes were struck by lightning. While producer Harvey Bernhard was in Rome, lightning just missed him. Rottweilers hired for the film attacked their trainers. A hotel at which Richard Donner was staying got bombed by the IRA. He was also struck by a car. I like how they just, like, here's a little side addition. He was struck by a car, too. As you do. Yeah. After Gregory Peck canceled another flight to Israel, because part of the film was in Israel, the plane he would have charted crashed killing all on board on day one of the shoot several principal members of the crew survived a head-on car crash the jinx appeared to persist well in a post-production when special effects artist john richardson was injured and his girlfriend beheaded in an accident on the set of a bridge too far so <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Jesus you know Christ. like you're the one that doesn't believe in like Supernat, you know, like supernatural and God and the devil right. and stuff. If, if that's not fucking proof for you that you don't fuck with the devil, I, I, I actually, I, I don't believe in it. Yeah, but I find it like that's a bit much of a coincidence. Yeah, I also hold on. Like I have to say this: movie studios fabricate shit all the time. Sure, to create sure. sure, sure. So. Part of me is kind of like, yeah, that's some bullshit. But if it's true, that's some very well. Well, I mean, some of bullshit. it, some of it, you can probably confirm. Like the plane going down. If someone, if a whole plane full of people died, there's probably proof of that somewhere. You know. But in the same thing of trivia, like down, there's also like no reports were given of a certain plane being crashed. So that's my point. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, and so then, well, it yeah, really so, and depends it, on it, what Warner Brothers wants to sling at us. And if the one the one woman died and lost her head, I'm sure that's that was true. You know, so I'm I saying, look, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, what? One more thing about the omen. I swear we'll sure. move on. No, you're fine. At the, so with that, I guess I can ruin the ending for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I'm I'm apologizing because like I do think that it is a great film and people should see it. And I'm not going to give the context of what happens. But at the very end, Damien straight up turns and looks into the camera and slowly has this evil smile form on his face, right? So Dick Donner and Gregory Peck both had to like do reverse psychology shit in order to get a, the performances that the performance they wanted from the fucking Damien kid. Gregory Peck told him at one point, if you like, I know it was uh, Dick Donner. Dick Donner screamed at the kid, yelled at him to the point of like saying, I don't, what are you looking at? You little shit. Like shit like that to convey a reaction of Damien going berserk when they're going to, when they're supposed to bring Damien to a church. 
because of course he's going to go berserk when he goes near sure, a church. He sure. just, but at the very end, he tells the kid, don't smile. If you smile, I will not be your friend. So of course, the fucking kid just like, fuck you, looks right at the camera and slowly a smile creeps on his face. And it's so fucking effective, dude. It's goddamn creepy. You watch it, you're just like, how the fuck did this guy ever like hit puberty and not terrify everybody? Like he's absolutely <laughs> fucking scary as shit. Yeah. And he's just, he, you know, he, you know what he, he's like, he's this many. He holds up, he's like, how old are you? This many. What do you want to do when you grow up? <laughs> I want to drink the blood of Christ. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I want to be bicyclist and go to jail because fuck you. Uh, the omen's good. Okay. All right. What'd you watch? Jesus Christ, the omen's good. It's so, good. So, so what I watched because I've seen more than I watched of his right. his library. So, what I watched to get ready for today was I went back and watched all four Lethal Weapons, mm-hmm. um, of which two of, for the first time. Two, and I was getting to that. Yeah, for the as of this viewing, I'd only seen one and four. Um, and not was that seen... by design, by the way? No, like, no, just... it was just just the way it happened. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I definitely have a better understanding, and and I realize now, having watched all four, that I had seen parts of two and three. Sure. But not knowing which which ones they were a part of or whatever. Like, like there's a scene in mm. two where Roger get is sitting on the toilet and there's a bomb, and if he gets off the toilet, kablooey. And, it's a great scene. And they, they set up a thing where they have to jump into the bathtub because the tub's like cast iron, so it'll protect them or something. Right. I, yeah. And I saw that scene. I've seen that sequence before. And then it, I think I saw the fight between, is it Diane Russo? Is that her name? Renee. Renee Russo. I, I and you know, who, you, you know who I get her confused with sometimes? Um mm. Diane Lane, I think it is. She the, okay. the woman who, the woman who played um, Henry Cavill's mom in Man of Steel. Martha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I get their. I, I know they're not the same person, but I get their names confused. Like, sure, I, Frigga, yeah. Frigga, and, uh, and Martha. Martha. Yeah. So, um, but Frigga, in any event, so like I saw the fight between Renee Russo and Mel Gibson before they start like making out, like before they realize they like each other. You know, like I think. Right. Those were the last. Those were like two of the scenes that I saw without realizing I saw things. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, um, but so I watched all four Lethal Weapons. I watched um, Superman one, and then I watched the Donner cut. Okay. Because I I feel and I still feel that I knew Superman two well enough to not have to rewatch it. Because honestly. Prior to watching the Donner cut, I, I and I probably still feel this way. I liked Superman two over Superman one. Like I very much enjoy that one more. <clears throat> always have. Is it because of Zod and everything? Is that, I think is that... I think so, but like it wasn't like I just because like, I'm not I'm not disagreeing. I'm just asking your particular. Well, if you think about it, Superman never fights anybody in the first one. He doesn't fight anyone. There's no fight. There's no Superman being Superman except that he like chases down the missiles. But there's no True. There's no fight. Whereas in two, even in the 
you know, the released version, the the originally released version. You you can he, call it the Lester cut. The, that, I, yeah, I couldn't remember the guy's name honestly. So like in the Lester Richard cut, like Lester. He, he he still fights Zod and Ursa and the other guy oh. whose name escapes me, but yeah, um, non, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, he, you know, he, at least you get those fights, you know, and there's the site, the scene in a diner where after he's, you know, spoilers people, he's made himself human and he gets his ass kicked. But I mean, like you at least, but you at least get those, like you still get those moments. Whereas in one, it's just a bunch of, you know, it's a lot here, here, I'll, I'll make it easy. Superman one is to what Star Trek, the motion picture is. Where Superman Two is more Wrath of Khan because Superman yes. One was just like they have a budget. Let's, sh- it's more of like let's show this motherfucker flying because isn't that fucking cool? You you will believe a man can fly, and then you get to the fucking Superman Two, and you're like, you won't believe what happened behind the scenes to make this fucking movie. Right, right. Um, so I watched <clears throat> the so that's what I watched this week. Now, although I will say there's other movies on his meaning Richard Donner's um director credits that I have seen some of which multiple times like um for example I have seen I'm looking through now I got too far back sorry um I have seen Radio Flyer I don't remember much about it but I have seen that once um I don't, I, I don't know what that is it's, it's I know just, I know it's a movie I just don't know anything about it you know what a Radio Flyer is uh, not really. Okay, so it's 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 literally a little red wagon, little like you pull behind you wagon that kids play with. It's called. The, oh, is the, that is that what they're fucking called? Is a radio flyer the the original model? Like it it's it's just like it's like if you get a um. Remember when we were at Target, and we saw Super Soakers. Yeah. And then they had other like around the time the Super Soakers came out, they had other pump action water guns that were similar, yeah. but they weren't Super Soakers. But everyone still called them Super Soakers. Same thing right. with the Red Wagon. Like there's other Red Wagons, but the original like first one is the Radio Flyer. It's you know? where the brand uh, overthrows what the thing is called, like like a fucking band aid. Exactly. I've been, right. I've been or calling a them for all, all. I've been calling all bandages band aids for fucking ever. And then yeah. I I actually went to buy some. I'm like, wait, why the fuck are band aids more expensive? What the fuck is just this bandage? What the hell is this? Right, I they were right. all band aids or a Kleenex or a Xerox copy or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same it, idea. It, it's shit that you say you're not even fully aware of what you're saying, like ATM machine. Right, right, yeah. Um, but well, this is it, that in reverse because well, we all exactly, just say little right. red wagon. No one fucking says radio fire. Um. And and they, if I recall, the thing actually ends up flying at one point, like, but not really. Like, it's like a the guy's. It's like a big fish type story where he's telling okay. the story and like he remembers the thing flying, but it probably didn't actually fly. You know that kind of right. thing. Um, that's a little bit I remember of it. Um, Scrooged, which we've talked about several yep. times on this show. Um, and is still probably one of my favorite Christmas movies, <laughs> and right, and a non and unlike which which now realizing it's Donner, and I probably knew it and didn't realize it, but when we had the non Christmas movie Christmas movie debate, we were you know the fact that we were debating yet another Donner film as a Christmas potential <clears throat> Christmas movie with the first Lethal Weapon, um, you it, know because because I've only seen Scrooge once. I I st- like, but I know it uh, well enough. I, I that's another style that 
It doesn't look like Dick Donner. No, now that I've seen it, now that I realize it's him, I can I can kind of see it. I can kind of like, it, do- okay, that's... it doesn't look like the guy who did Lethal Weapon. It looks like the guy who did Goonies did it. No, to me, it looks more like the guy that did Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, Well, you're you're more of the expert on Scrooge. Just based um, on my but I saw that. I mean, obviously, I saw that. I own that one. Um, and then um, Conspiracy Theory. I've with, seen that. Which, it, it's that's a dark fucking... You want to talk dark? That's a dark fucking film. It, it ain't The Omen, but it's it's more dark than Lethal Weapon. I'll give that's, you that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then I have seen 16 Blocks once. So I did not... I, I didn't... Is that Bruce Willis? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he finally w- finally dropped fucking Mel Gibson and finally worked with fucking McLean. Which I don't know that that was an upgrade, but <laughs> it was the last movie he did. I know, I know. Which is kind of fucking like we were talking about the Goonies. We we're talking about there's there's allegedly supposed to be a Goonies too. I am now ninety percent sure that's not going to happen anymore. Well, he was only going to be the producer on it anyway, according to the credits that I read. So, well, there was it was debatable about because some people said I'm not coming back unless Dick Donner is directing. There's also there's also a untitled uh, reenactment project. It's a TV movie, and that's in post production. Mm. So that's there's something coming. It's, it's just Corey Feldman just like trying to do all the characters. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a one man it's a one man Goonies show with Corey Feldman playing all the roles. Yeah. Um, no, I'm looking at it right Goonies now. Goonies never say die. I don't even recognize any of these names. Like, I don't mean actors. I mean characters. Like, oh, it's man, none of the same characters. So I don't know what the fuck this is supposed to be. It says here, after failing to make it to New York and carrying a heavy secret with her, Stella Cooper returns to her distressed automotive hometown to substitute teach. But it's tight. It's it says here untitled Goonies reenactment project. Okay. And he's the executive producer on that. That's in post production. That's fucking weird. And then there's the um, the un, the Goonies two that was announced. That's all it says right. on IMDb. Which at this point, I kind of with you. I think is just never going to see the light of day. The the only person who honestly who could take over. And I'm not even saying Spielberg. Sure. Because Spielberg, I don't think will do it. Mm-mm. Is Chris Columbus. I, okay. Chris, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he wrote it. Right. And he's right. a director now. Right. It's not like he was just still a screenwriter. I mean, I don't think it'll look as, not for nothing against Chris Columbus. He did give us the first two Harry Potters and, and, and Gremlins it, and right. blah, blah, blah. Right. But it's, it'll be a completely different fucking movie. Do you, do you think he would do it just to be, just to be like, all right, this is my kind of way to like, thank you. Dick, you know what I mean. Like, I th- I think in his uh, if I was rich if I was Richard if I was Chris Columbus, I'm thinking now I have to do it because I will not I no one else could take this mythology. Sure, you know I he except he, Spielberg. Like, Spielberg's the only one who could. He you're probably right. He won't, but he could. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's got to be a member of the family to take on that legacy. Which, by by the way, I, I don't want to. I'm I'm gonna sound like I'm going way off topic, but it's something I'm meaning to tell you. Do you remember that series I keep telling you that I went back and watched from the like late '80s, early '90s, head of the class? Yeah. Midway through. I you were watching that here, weren't you? Part of the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, midway through season four, I want to say, um, Data joins the cast. Oh really? Yeah, he he becomes a regular on the, you know actually I'll tell you this you'll find this funny. Um Data joins the cast 
and Argyle joins the cast. <laughs> okay. Now, and 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 even more funny is Argyle goes by Aristotle on the show. Is it just a reference to how similar the names are? Yeah, 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 yeah. Am I, am yeah. I, oh, Okay. Yeah. I thought yeah. I was missing something. And it's the fact that it's just so, like, it's the, they're both really like weird names that I have. Like, I'm guessing Argyle was like a fucking uh, nickname of some sort from from Die Hard. Sure. Like, I don't imagine he was, you know, on his driver's I, license at Argyle. Like, I think you know, I thought that was his fucking name. I it took might it be, maybe it was, maybe it was. But anyway, he just just a fucking he just fucking. Black Scottish. Black Scottish. Um, Black but, Irish. You know, he's got a Scottish fucking name. Argyle's Scottish as fuck. Which, if you really want to get funny about it, uh, fucking Billy Connolly becomes the teacher in the fifth season. So there you go. And oh, all right. Yeah, and the character's from Scotland. Like, the character that he plays is also from Scotland. I don't think Billy Connolly can do any other accent. Oh, no. He, he actually does a few on the show. Like, they're like, they actually they actually accuse him of being fake Scottish. And he goes, Oh, you're right. I'm British. And he snaps into a British accent. And, oh, then, really? he, and then he snaps into an Irish accent. So they're all kind of in that same wheelhouse. But. Right. It's like, like he, Oh, I do. I do accents all the time. Here's my accent from someone from Berkeley. Hi, I'm from Berkeley. <laughs> I think, Here's I think my accent from someone from Oakland. I do, Hi, I'm from Oakland. I do believe you went Russian once on the show as well, and that actually played well. But anyway, the 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 whole point is that the guy who plays Data in the Goonies ends up on this show, and it's funny because to your point, we did the Goonies episode like three episodes back or whatever, and I'm like, yeah. it's that guy. And the funny part is, if you recall during the conversation, we were like, he's done two things. He's done Goonies and he's done Temple of Doom. Yeah. And so no, he had like a reoccurring role. Like he was in the he he started off as like guest appearance by, and then it became like a a regular character on the show. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but uh, since you've seen all four Lethal Weapons, do you have a favorite? Yeah, I still like four the best. I'm not saying it's the best one in the like it it, and we do this all the time where we say like might be our favorite, but we recognize that it's not the best one in the series. Um, The best one in the series, in my opinion, is probably it's either one or three. Really? I thought three was pretty good. Yeah. I like th- I like them all. See, I'm I'm of the opinion that oh, I, I like don't them have all too. But no, no, I no, no, no yeah. I, I don't have a favorite. I th- I I kind of I did Arika's rants about Lethal Weapon. I said this is one of those movies, uh, movie series that for me personally, I don't have a favorite. Uh, I mean, I would I would acknowledge that I think the first one is the best, or at least oh, the sure. the most iconic. Sure. Um, I would also, but like every. As far as I'm concerned, maybe with the exception of three, because I would, I think I could see some people saying that three is like one of the weaker ones, which just based on like of all the fucking iconic scenes throughout the series, I would say three probably has the least iconic scenes. I know I can't disagree with that, but what I liked about three was was Riggs finally kind of coming out of that that insane depression. depression that he was in and kind of coming around and 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 um i forget Rene russo's character's name at the at the moment but like coming, or something you know but coming around and 
you know, uh, starting to like be with her. You know what I mean? Like right. I thought that was kind of cool. So, and the only reason he's with her is because she's just a fucking girl version of him. Oh, well, hundred percent. Yeah, no right. doubt. Yeah, but and, and I have to give like, do you remember how um, the closing credits of Lethal Weapon Four is? Oh, what they're doing pictures and stuff that shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Why can't we be friends? Yeah. And like, it's it's literally showing past photographs of all four films. And that's why I really appreciated Dick Donner's involvement is that he made those movies feel like the most fucked up home family movies you've oh, ever seen. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, and not only that, he kept the same actors as much as possible. But you and I always appreciate. Yeah. yeah the kids. Murtaugh's kids are the same actors. I was going to ask about the boy because the boy seems different, but I wasn't sure. I think the sure. boy's the same. Okay. I, th- I think I, he's I, yeah. I, th- I think I think Murtaugh fucking Jr. whatever the fuck his name is. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I can look, but yeah. I can't remember, uh, but I'm pretty sure. Also, I have to acknowledge, I think the second one gets a lot more, maybe not praise, but it gets elevated because of Joe Pesci's introduction. I acknowledge that Joe Pesci got fucking kind of annoying throughout the films, but that's okay, kind okay, of the okay, point. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. Whatever you want, Leo gets. Okay, get it? Okay, okay, okay. Like, you watch that movie, you're like, this is the range of Joe Pesci, right? He is the scariest psychopath when Scorsese directs him. When anyone else directs him, he's a bumbling, mumbling, fucking, stuttering little fucking prick, you like, <laughs> and he's pissed off, and, you know, they, they, they fuck you. The cell phone companies, they fuck you. Um, I think I probably like... I mean, see, that's my point. Is I like them all very differently. Uh, the addition of Chris Rock for Lethal Weapon Four, I liked it. I, 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 I liked it too. You know, I was a big fan of it because I told that whole fucking story about. It. He's like, "Hey, rub it on your chest," and I yeah, told you yes, all about yes, Farber yes. fucking always saying that. Yes. Also, Jet Li is a villain. Doesn't happen that often. That was no. also his first American yeah. film. Okay. Okay. Not to like, sound like Leo, but yeah. Um, okay. 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 Um, that that's the range of Joe Pesci is he goes from playing an Italian his whole fucking life to playing a Jew. <laughs> that's the range of Joe Pesci. <laughs> well, as you said in the last episode, Italians are just uh, Jews with foreskin. So, yes. um, you did say that. I, I I I stick by it. I mean, maybe not the words I want to use, but <laughs> that's what you said. I stand by my decision. Uh, yeah. I stand by my words. Not I um, stick by uh, uh, foreskin, but so real quick, getting back to the to the boy, it is the same actor in all four. I you you were right, and I wasn't saying you were one hundred percent wrong. Like I wasn't like no, you're wrong. Like I just was like could be somebody else, but yeah. Right. Um. But actually, to give Donner credit, not that we're, I mean, that's what the whole purpose of this episode is, is to give Richard Donner a bunch of credit anyway. But, yeah. like, he he's actually casted in Scrooge, too. The kids in Scrooge. He's one of the, if you remember, the secretary has, like, five kids or something like that. The mm-hmm. secret, uh, And it's not the silent one. It's one of the other, um, one of the other kids. Talk, but talking yeah. Talking ones, yeah. Yeah, but he, he's in that movie as well. So, like, he, you know, he... I mean, and I heard that about Donner in general. Like, if he liked you, he tend to like, you know. That's why Mel Gibson's in so many of these films. Uh Jesus Christ! Like four Lethal Weapon films: Maverick, Conspiracy um, Theory, Conspiracy Theory. 
My uh, guess is, and, and, and based on the year, and I, I am guessing at best, but based on the year, I'm thinking he would have been in, in um, 16 blocks if it hadn't been for some of Mel's choices. We'll put it that way. So. <laughs> so Mel's choices. When Mel went full on rigs, you mean? Yeah. If you want to put it that way, sure. Yeah. When he went fucking like, Riggs, what are you doing? Goddamn. I can't even fucking yeah, don't repeat do it. Yeah. awful shit that he said. Yeah. I will say, Mel Gibson is, is, is having a comeback. I saw his fucked up movie called The Prof- the Madman, The Professor or something. Okay. Holy fucking shit balls, dude. It's all about the... or uh, uh, um. Oxford, the writing of the Oxford Dictionary. And this is allegedly a true story. Like, I, I think they took some liberties, but, like, it's about no. this professor <laughs> who is, uh, is, is played by Mel Gibson, who's, like, pretty much proficient in all languages. Like, he gets along with, like, ancient Greek, for example. Like, who the fuck gets along in ancient Greek? Except Thor, you know, or, or fucking, you know, Achilles or some shit. And he converses through uh, letters as he's trying to write this fucking dictionary with a lot of help with Sean Penn, who is just a fucking voracious reader and is in an asylum. So it's them like writing this fucking book together, not knowing the circumstances of each other's lives. Hmm. And you, and you watch it like, okay, Mel, Mel's good. And Sean Penn plays the fucking other guy. So Sean Penn, Mel Gibson, One's fucking Scottish as fuck. The other one is an American with PTSD. That's why he's in the asylum. He's got hardcore PTSD from the Civil War. So he's and basically Riggs. Well, it's Sean Penn playing Riggs. It's not oh, Mel Gibson okay, playing Riggs. Okay. So yeah, Mel Mel Gibson is the Scottish fuck. Like Oliver well, you know, you, then you know, in between takes, Sean Penn's going to to Mel and being like, "So did I play that right?" Like, I mean, that's. He's just like, did I do? Yeah, but here's the thing: Sean Penn also knows how to be crazy. That's true. That's true. Like, I mean, he may have been Spicoli, but I don't think I've ever seen a reserved Sean Penn performance. You know what I mean? Maybe I am Sam, but even then, that's not reserved. He's all over the fucking place because he's playing. You know, I I only saw it once, but Mystic River felt kind of reserved. Uh, apart from one pretty fucking crucial scene, eh. like, like I said, he, I only saw I, I saw it one time and I don't remember a lot of it. So I mean, I'm I'm not gonna. I argue want, with you, it's but one of those movies I don't want to ruin if you if you don't remember. I don't. I yeah, I yeah. saw it once. So uh, all right, let, let's 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 move away. Um, there, speaking of like, if he if Donner liked you, he kept you in the films. There was that actor who played the chief. In the Lethal Weapon films? It was his brother, wasn't it? Or something like that? I don't think it was his brother, but he was he put this motherfucker in so many goddamn movies, including like No, I, I, I read was... it earlier. I'm trying Donner's cousin it's cousin. Okay. Steve Kahan, I guess is how you would say that. It's K A H Yeah, something like that. Who played the policeman tracking Otis and Superman and played Captain Murphy in the Lethal Weapon franchise. There you go. So I'm pretty sure he was also in, like, Maverick, and I think he was in fucking Superman. 
Oh, he was. He was the 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 cop that was tracking Otis in Superman. That's right. Yeah. Um, he. But here's the crazy thing. He also just died. Oh no shit. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Otis just died. Ned Beatty died. Yeah. I think I missed that. Like three weeks ago. Oh shit. I, I definitely think I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Which, my opinion, they did a fuck. They they did Ned Beatty wrong. In fucking Superman 2. In both cuts. He's barely in that goddamn movie. But they advertise that he's like he's like fifth build or something. Oh, is it? Well, I mean, Brando's top build in fucking the second one. I don't even fucking. He's not even in the fucking second one except for the Donner cut. No, he's he, not he in has. The cut. I think there's one piece of archive footage in the second one. In the, in the Lester cut, I think. Maybe. But I, so, before we start recording, I watched the fucking lesser cut, because I saw the Donner cut last night. That's Holy when I watched fuck, it, too. Dude. Um, dude, it's so fucking Snyder cut, Justice okay. League. It is insane. Can I, can I just, just real quick, like, off topic for a split second? Of course. I looked up the uh, Steve Kahane, Kahan, I'm not trying to be rude, I just don't know how to say it, but the, the Donner's cut. Start. K-A- H-A-N. Okay, so I lived at, in Pinal, Mahan. M-A-H-A-N. So I call it Mahan, but I've also heard GPS is called Mahan. So I think either way, you're fine. Every one of these movies that we've talked about, he's been in. And at a glance here, with the exception of 16 Blocks and Conspiracy Theory, he's a cop. I wonder if he was a cop. I don't think so. I wonder so. if he was a cop who like became an actor. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. The only thing, he's not, a, he's not a cop in Radio Flyer. He's not a cop in Maverick. And he's not a cop in 16 Blocks. I'm not sure about Conspiracy Theory. He doesn't have, like all these other ones say. Captain, Captain. Sergeant, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, um, and he had a very brief role in Scrooge where he's not a cop. But I know that, I know the role and it's, it's, it's so like. Wait, hey, I thought he was in Maverick. You, I said he was, didn't I? Oh, okay. He's a dealer. He's a car dealer. Yeah. You, so I didn't. You you never see him, his profile up. Well, you just see his profile. I don't see his face. There's a portion because he's the dealer when he he's sitting in a chair and he goes to shake Mel Gibson's hand for winning the round, and he as he stood up, the chair stuck to his seat. So he's he literally shakes. Mel's hand for about a split second and then like pulls it away really quickly to pull the chair down but they kept that take in for some reason and you could see Mel Gibson holding back laughter. It's such a weird thing like Donner chooses some of the weirdest takes sometimes. Um but yeah so that's that's that but he the the uh, the funniest part though is his, you know you know on IMDb it's got the known the known for section where it shows like four or five high films. It's all four fucking lethal weapons. No, it's three of them and Demolition Man. Who the fuck was he in Demolition Man? Captain Healy. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I think I think he was a captain in the early part, like when it takes place in like modern day. I think that's I think that's you know, okay. before before um Stallone's like frozen. Right. Uh another Donner influenced film. He didn't direct it. 
but he fucking produced and was originally supposed to be directed was The Lost Boys. I saw that. Which I totally yeah. see. Yeah, I saw that on the, the credit. Um, I would have been very curious to see his version. Hi, my name is Joe, and I'm a home decor overspender. Hi, Joe. I made a breakthrough. I found HomeSense. It's unreal. So many brand name sofas. I bought one. Oh, wow, really? It's okay. Yeah. The price is so low. Lighting, unexpected. Rugs, handcrafted. Wall art, eclectic. I go back like every week. <gasps> no, it's always different. New unique decor. Same great savings. Every time you go. Field trip. HomeSense. Standout pieces. Outstanding prices. Speaking of his version, <laughs> let's talk about fucking Superman 1. Because that is his version. That's his movie. Let's talk about the Donner Cut, too. But yeah, like we can start with no, no, one. It'll be yeah. a progression. It'll be Superman. Yeah. It'll be Superman 2. It'll be Superman's Donner Cut. Um, it'll be kind of like Man of Steel and then like Justice League and then the Snyder Cut is sort of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Superman 1 is, as far as, to the best of my knowledge, apart from like Superman 2, those are the only movies where Superman's not... The actor playing Superman is not first build. What the fuck? Well, I'd also ask you this real quick, because I think you might know it, and if you don't, then I'll see if I can find it. But was 1 and 2 originally shot as one gigantic film? They were shot back-to-back, but they were intended to be split. Well, yes, but I'm saying, but, well, I mean, just like they made Matrix 2 and 3 were always intended to be split, but they were shot, like, all at once. Yeah. So, Um, Especially because the producers, uh, the... Sockins, I think their fucking names are the Sakins or Sockins. It's it's a father and a son producing partnership, and they are the uh, they're the Joss Whedon's of this fucking analogy, essentially, where they kind of like being overly combative and fucking shit up, and they fired Dick Donner from Superman two through a fucking letter, and he okay. had done eighty percent of the film, right? Which Kind of what happened. I mean, like the parallels between these two films so and fucking weird, man. And the Justice League films are just so, or the yeah, it's so weird. Uh, uh talking about weirdness, I don't understand. Like, it is such weird casting for fucking Marlon Brando to be the the father of Superman. It it's so like I get Brand and like I know I'm in the fucking minority here, but like. I don't I don't understand why Brando like my son <laughs> you're gonna be the you're, you're gonna be the savior of fucking earth and you're the last son of Krypton I also don't like the fact that he pronounces Krypton Krypton but that's I was gonna me. say that too you beat me to it like it's it wasn't just him the woman who plays uh Superman's mom Lara also pronounced it Krypton well my guess is because of Brando because know, when Christopher when Christopher Reeve finally says it, he says Krypton. Like, he says mm-hmm. it the right way. Or maybe the right way is Krypton. No. And I know that because I've heard Joel Silver and Schuster talk about Siegel it. What? Siegel and Schuster. Oh, see, I'm sorry. Yeah, Joel Siegel and Schuster. <laughs> Joel Silver is a... Is a- Evil ass producer. Just don't get them confused. <laughs> no, but he was. I, th- I think because he was involved in the Lethal Weapon films and a lot of oh, a, that, a lot that, of Donner, that's probably right. 
lot of Donner stuff he was involved in, so that's probably what threw me off. Um, but anyway, the point is that I've heard Siegel and Schuster talk about it, and they've always said Krypton, not right. Krypton. So until I, hear, until I hear Siegel or Schuster say Krypton, guess what? It's, it's, it's not... Fucking... Well, I mean, you, you say kryptonite. You don't say kryptonite. No, but that's because, that's because you know, and I don't want to get on an English lesson because that's certainly not my strong suit, but the uh, the addition of the I changes the way you say yeah. yeah. You know. I fucking, I, but look, am I, am I just being like that guy? Like, or did you, no. did you like Brando's performance? No, no. Fuck, I, listen, right? I, I, we can continue to talk about the film, of course, but I will tell you that rewatching Superman one with Christopher Reeve, which is the first time I've seen it in a long time. Like I've seen it before and I've seen it more than once, but just reaffirms how much more I like man of steel Mm. because I know you're not the biggest Russell Crowe fan, but I thought he was a better Jor-El by far. I agree. And and as much as I but like, I also, I, but honestly, a fucking piece of burnt toast could have been a better fucking Jarrell than Mer- than Brando. <laughs> and then, as much as I, I like Christopher Reeve, I do like the little more realism that we got out of Cavill. You know, I have I have to acknowledge that Cavill was a great Superman because he definitely looked the part. But I think Reeve did a better. Clark Kent. There's plenty of times where I think he plays the characters so different enough that you actually kind of forget from time to time. You're like, how is this fucking saggy, depressed, twitchy fuck the Man of Steel? Whereas Cavill never really differentiated his his as Bruce Wayne, his fucking Clark Kent with his Superman. You have to well, acknowledge that. And and no, I I can I can acknowledge I I, I it. I saw a line, but it's not as clear. It's not as defined as Christopher Reeves' version. I, I, I'm not. I can still see the line, but it's not. It's not as drastic, for sure. Well, let me. I'll put it this way: It is understandable why Margot Kidder's Lois Lane can't fucking tell the two apart. She starts to figure it out, but for the most time, she's just like, "Oh, Clark, you're just fucking Clark," and "Oh my God, isn't Superman great?" But because Henry Cavill didn't do much to differentiate, you, you like, she, like, of course Lois is gonna fucking know the two of them are the same goddamn person. Well, I Meaning, think she uh, figured Amy it Adams. out. She figured it out before he ever worked at the Daily Planet. Like, I know, which I also kind of was, whatever, you know, had a there, problem with. There, well, own. no, there's a there's a version of that in the comics where that happens. Like she figures it out long before. So like they they just went with a different you know, storyline from the, from the books, but yeah. Well, I, 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 I mean, I was fine with Lois Lane figuring out that Superman and Clark are the same fucking person because she should, she's a fucking poster no, winning, you know? Well, yeah. Well, she person. doesn't be, she doesn't get that till she interviews Superman, but still, but the, yeah. but the character it does with a Pulitzer in the comics and everything, but they always kind of make her just kind of stupid or super shallow. I I here here's the biggest problem that uh, so I uh, uh, listen I got I got several problems with these films having gone back and watched them and so I, even do have, I. I and I even have problems with the Donner cut. Now, first off, so, so do I. First off, I will stress that I liked the Donner cut a lot 
more. And I already sure. and I already thought Superman two was the superior <laughs> of the two films. Right. And I like the Donner cut. That it's it's just like Justice League. I didn't dislike the Whedon cut until I saw the Snyder, the Snyder cut. cut. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> I honestly, I think both versions have great additions. Well, I mean, the, the Lester cut is 80 percent Donner. So, of course, it's going to have things we're going to fucking like of that one. Sure. Lester added a lot of comedy that you don't see. Well, and that's exactly Doctor. what that's exactly what Whedon did with. Fucking yep. Justice League. That's why the right. parallels are so so crazy. But there's also like weird fucking decisions that L- I don't know if Lester did or if the Salkins did it. But like, okay, the fucking the the roofy kiss, the, roofie the kiss. fucking mind wipe kiss. So in the Lester theatrical, oh yeah yeah cut, yeah yeah, where she forgets, which that's not a fucking power. Well, yes, all. but I, I also, well, while I agree with you, I also didn't like the let's spin the world around backwards again from the Donner I think, Cut. I think that was a practical decision because they, they didn't have the footage to complete an ending. I think that was made because that's clearly more CGI or that's archive footage from the first film. Oh, it's it's completely archive footage from the first film. Okay. It's, yeah. It's identical. Right, so Chris Reeve is Chris Reeve is dead, and even if he wasn't dead, it's not like he could fucking do some scenes at the time when they're remake when they're trying to fucking make this goddamn thing. It's not like hey, fly around the goddamn wheelchair. You can't do that. I'm not being disrespectful. <laughs> right. I'm just saying like th- his fucking hands were tied. So he's kind of like, all right, well, I guess well, and this is what really annoys me because in the Lester cut, the context of the of the diner fight with that dude Rocky, that's his, that's the that's right. that hillbilly's yeah. name is Rocky. Yeah. yeah, makes more sense in the theatrical cut than it does the Donner cut. I'll explain why. They all acknowledge that this fucking dude beat up this four-eyed dude, beat up Clark Kent. So when he comes back to kick his ass at the end of the film, which is also kind of a weird thing that Superman would do. Like him yeah, going it, back and but that's in both the dude. That's in both versions, so you know. I know, but just character wise, like I know they kind it's, of homaged it in Man of yeah. Steel, you know. Wait, oh, I'm the 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 fucking in the first Man of Steel, the dudes are like dumping beer on his head, and he fucking oh. like s- destroys the truck. That's the same goddamn thing. Yeah, but that's that. Well, first off, here's here's the big difference between that scene and the the diners thing, right? And if you give me thirty seconds, because I can I can sure. separate that out. The diner thing, by that point, he's Superman, right? Like, he mm-hmm. he is truth, justice, in the American way, right? That's that's just what he is. The right. diner scene in Man of Steel, he's still trying to kind of figure out who the fuck he is. Like, he knows he has the powers, but he's not Superman. He's not out saving people in the true sense of the word. Like, he's not, you know what I mean? He, he doesn't have the suit. He doesn't have the suit. I don't think he's got the mentality that goes with the suit. Like, he's just, he's not... That guy, he's, just, he's angry. He's right. he's fucking angry. So, he's moody so, and blah blah blah. So that one I can kind of like get behind a little more, you know. Sure, but then my point is, is that okay? So at the end of Donner Cut and Lester Cut, Superman is Superman. He got his he gets his fucking powers back, which was fucking stupid to begin with. They took him away, and he 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 kind of wants to be a little aggro with the fucking first fight with this guy Rocky. 
where he like he wants to defend Lois, but he's really just trying to pull his weight around because he's used to fucking having no one fuck with him. Right. And he's so stupid because as you very fucking like you point out very clearly, he never fought anybody in the first movie, which is the assumption that he's never fought anybody ever. So he doesn't even try to defend himself. He gets knocked the fuck out by Rocky, yeah, right. which is like a dude with a beer belly. Like, I, like, dude, Superman, at least fucking try to block a punch, maybe? Like, move out of the way? And, and Lois is like, Clark, don't. He's like, you know, st- you know st- stand down, Lois, or the, shut the fuck up, or whatever let, the fuck he said. Let me ask you a half-joke question. Hmm. Just because, based on the year the first Superman comes out, and the second one, second one's what, 80, I think? I'm trying to find sure. it right now. Give or take. Yeah, because if <clears> the first one's 78, you figure it takes a year, year and a half to make the movie, and then... With, the, Super- with that production Super- bullshit? Yeah, probably. Super- Superman 2 is 80, so, okay. but you figure it's shot in 79, just to, yeah. you know... 79 um, and 80, probably. Right. So, uh, what would your thoughts be if they... Because he wouldn't have been like the guy yet if they had Stallone play that role. Well, I'm sure you looked this up. I didn't. Stallone desperately wanted to play Superman. Oh, really? So goddamn much. Oh my god, he was fucking desperate for Superman, and no one took him seriously. But like, he had just—I mean, like, I don't know which came out first. No, no, Rocky came out first. Because that's Rocky 76. was 76, yeah, so Rocky... He was... So he was like, I, uh, yo, I mean, I'm trying to fucking, you know, be Superman, you know? Um, you know, this is at the point where he could pick his own fucking role. Um, you know, he's buff, and he's... Um, so he fucking... I think he auditioned, or he called up the producers, or whatever, but Brando nixed it. Brando fucking flat out said... No, I, I, I this fucking Sylvester Stallone could not be. Can I can I pose a question to you? And this one's not a, like the last one was more of like a half joke question about Rocky and Stallone, but this one's real. Do you think Brando got so much credit in this film, not just top billing, but like being able to nick Stallone because Mario Puzo fucking wrote the story? That's that's still a weird thing to me because Cause it's the only thing that makes sense to me. Like how did he, I mean, it's not like, I don't think they were at all connected. Um, Puzo was chosen by the Salkins just because of the success of the Godfather. I think Brando as much as to my chagrin was an icon even back then. And he was also a controversial figure. I mean, dude, one of my biggest fucking bitches about Brando was his unprofessionalism. Brando, I know you talked about the the thing was written on the diaper or whatever for the kids. Yeah, he ref- yeah. yeah he refused to learn his lines, and like there's plenty of movies where you watch him and it looks like his eyes are traveling, like he's being dramatic. Oh, looking around everywhere, he's looking for fucking cue cards. That's the truth. Um, same thing with Apocalypse Now. He was given three fucking directions. Before the start of production, read the script, read the book, Heart of Darkness, and lose some weight. He came, he went to fucking wherever the fuck they filmed it, Vietnam or whatever, didn't read the script, never read the book, and actually gained weight. And 
Coppola and Sheen almost died making that movie just through the sheer stress of filming in a jungle. And Brando didn't help. Brando's Brando fucking like <laughs> I've fucking seen I've it. seen I've only seen him in three films. Right, including Godfather. this. The Godfather, this and uh he did a movie right toward I think it's his last movie, like literally before he died, where it's him and Ed Norton and the score. Yeah, those are the only three movies I've ever seen him in. And the score I liked. I'm not gonna I like lie the to score. you. But that but I'm glad you brought that up. He refused the do you know who directed the score? No. Frank Oz. Okay. For those who don't know, Frank Oz is Miss Biggie. He's Grover. He's Yoda. So Brando, who was director chosen, I am Yes, do I say yes? <laughs> fucking Brando refused to fucking respect Frank Oz as a director. He didn't take him seriously. He just kept calling him Miss Piggy. Yeah, that's fucked like, up. It, it, yeah. And there's there's a uh, you'll maybe remember this, but at the very end of the film, Brando's watching TV, and it's like De Niro or gets away with the heist, or Edward Norton gets thrown in jail or something, whatever the fucking concept is. And Frank Oz asked Brando, "Smile." You're watching TV. You're happy. Give me a smile. And Brando refused to smile. So what they had to do, I shit you not, they fucking digitally stretched out Brando's lips just slightly enough so it looked like a slight smile. Because Brando would can't fucking take direction for shit. He's regarded as one of the most iconic and the greatest actor of all time. And I acknowledge that after Brando came a whole wave of stupendous fucking actors Pacino, De Niro, Johnny Depp, Downey Jr. They Nicholson. all fucking worship Nicholson. All these fucking guys worshipped Brando. Um, I don't fucking understand it. it there's, there's method and there's madness. And God fucking Brando's, Brando's cat. God damn Brando's cat. Fucking Brand, like for Superman, he literally went to Dick Donner for Superman 2 when they were doing shoots. Which ultimately Brando was pretty much cut until they fucking brought it back for the Donner cut. Yeah, like even the opening scene where it shows Zod and everybody in that. Which, by the way, bro- why was that scene in both films? Well, they expanded upon it in not the, really. In the Lester, no, it's no. In the, oh, in the well, Lester, Lester cut, cut, maybe in Lester yeah. cut. They expand upon it, but they see every scene of that movie has differences, like different angles, different dialogues, but. In the in the in the Donner cut, it's Brando fucking, and then there's General Zod, who's blah blah blah. He's an yeah, evil yeah, fucking yeah. motherfucker. Whereas in the Fluster cut, it's it's the other uh, high elder council. council members. Yeah, council. Yeah. So hold on, I had a point for for the Brando thing. So fucking Sorry. Brando told him, "I have an idea. <laughs> How about instead of Kalal talking to Jorel, me, we have it be." A bagel. A green glowing bagel. And Dick Donner's like, are, you're, are, what? You know, I'm, I'm serious. I just uh, make it more interesting. No, it won't. You're just a fat fuck who's hungry. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> like, first off, you speak like you have a bagel in your mouth already. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, Marlon, can you enunciate? Oh, sorry, I'm eating. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I've, got a little, I've got a little bit of something stuck in my mouth. Let me just take that off. See, I can talk normally. My name is Marlon Brando. And then, oh, this, this cupcake is amazing. Like, it's so fucking... But, and I've heard, like, that particular story. Like, I want it to be a bagel. Is, like, Brando fucking with Dick Donner and, quote-unquote, testing him? What a stupid thing to test the director on. Maybe just show up, read your fuck, like, learn your fucking lines. Yeah. Try not acting like a fucking tool for ten. By the way, he was paid like something outrageous, like a million dollars for ten days or five million dollars for ten days of work. That's nineteen seventy-seven or seventy-eight dollars. Seventy-eight money. Yes. Yeah. He got more money from the Donner cut than he did just because they inserted his. And he was dead at that point. Yeah. He had just yeah. died. So his estate got like an extra twenty million dollars. For no reason, apart from like, let's put this mumbly motherfucker in this fucking, it's so fucking bad. Such a bad performance. But before we were talking about this, we were talking about the the fucking, the weird powers. And I said, in the Lester cut, the theatrical cut, it actually kind of flows and makes more sense context-wise. Are you, you ready? Because I have the info. I knew you would want it, so I looked it up. Of, yeah, what? He received. He was paid three point seven million. That's what his. It's in seventy seven, right? Or 70, 78. Right now, he also said uh, the payment also covered the sequel, which was shot at the same time. Brando did not appear in the sequel, but he because he sued Ilya Salkind, claiming Salkind had not paid him for his percentage. He also got a percentage of the gross. That's what I left out. Um, he ultimately received $14 million for 10 minutes of screen time. When he wasn't even alive. No, he was alive. Right, but he didn't get paid. Because they, they, they initially... Because that all that shit was not in Superman 2. And, and the Donner cut was released, what, 2006? Brando died in 2004. Right. Ish. 2006, 2007. Something like that. Like, I'm pretty right. sure Brando died in, like, 2004. Five maybe or four. Either way, he just got a big check and then he fucking dies. Like, eh, fuck it. Yeah, right. I, I, he maybe he died from like, I'm gonna spend it all in whoppers and making. <laughs> I fucking like. I'm not fat shaming Marlon Brando, but did you, if I was did gonna you ever see... fat shame anybody, it would be him. What? Did you see his explanation about why to put the the lines on the diaper? Yeah, yeah, because he he said that he wanted to fucking if he rehearsed it, he lost his 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 spontaneity or or his 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 first take was always his best work. Right. Yeah. It which, would. It would. Yeah. That's okay. essentially what it says. Yeah. So here's the thing: Sinatra did the same thing, and I have to bring up Sinatra because Sinatra and Brando fucking hated each other, which a lot of people accuse me of fucking hating Brando because Sinatra did. Not true. I gave Brando a big fucking chance. I've seen a lot of his fucking movies. I really tried to understand. I don't get it. I don't fucking understand it. Sinatra was also a one take kind of guy, but he would rehearse. He knew his fucking lines, but he was always like this. The best take is the first take. Unless something went wrong, he was really a one take, uh, one take kind of guy. Brando didn't even fucking learn his lines. Like, I, I don't, like, the, the lack of respect for your craft 
And this is a craft that like he's also helped build. Like he created the method bullshit. The the act of studio methodness bullshit. Boo boo. Fucking <laughs> they Sinatra and, and Brando were in Guys and Dolls together. They gave Brando the more singing role because of his because he was more of a star at that time. Sinatra sings like one fucking song. They had Brando sing fucking Luck Be a Lady. I'm not joking. It, and he was so bad at singing, he literally had to do it one key at a time. And then they literally fucking stitched it together to make a single. Here's Sinatra's Luck Be a Lady Tonight. Here's Brando. Luck Be a Lady Tonight. Luck Be a Lady Tonight. Luck, if you've ever been a lady to begin with, luck be a lady. It's so weird. And you can see fucking Sinatra roll his fucking eyes so much in that movie. <laughs> he just, and he, he flat out said, I can't fucking believe I'm in this goddamn movie and I'm not singing. I'm singing one goddamn song. This is so wrong. So that whole fresh take, it didn't work. No. You and no. I are both in agreement that his performance is fucking Jor-El is... I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think of people at the time that could have played Jarrell outside of Brando. I'm not saying that there's not people, but I'm just trying to think of who it could be. You know, who could who could play who could convincingly play the father of of Superman? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why, but my first poll was Sean Connery. Connery could, could have done it. I mean, uh, yeah, sure. I'm I'm okay with that. Change his fucking accent, maybe. Or, or just have all crypt, all have Kryptonians be Scottish. By the way, speaking of the Kryptonians, did you know one of the co the the council members is a Lobot? I didn't know that, but now that I think about it, I fucking totally see it. Yeah, one of the guys, one of the council members is Lobot. I write uh, in the Empire. Lester cut more. He's more prominently featured in the Lester cut than he is Probably. in the Dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, what in the fuck was? Well, you didn't see Superman 2, the lesser cut, recently. No, I correct? saw it. I've seen it uh, uh, several times, but it's been a while. Yeah. There is a portion where, uh, what's her name, Ursa? Yeah. In both versions, Ursa fucking gets bitten by a rattlesnake. Yes. How? <laughs> Just think about that for one second. Well, no, I... I, I... <sighs> I can mm-hmm. I can give an explanation for it. I don't know if it works, but like, but I have to reference Man of Steel to make it work. Because okay. if you, if you remember when Zod and Ursa and Non come in Man of Steel, they don't immediately have powers. Like they right. they, they build as they're ex- the longer they're exposed to the yellow sun. So mm-hmm. you could make the argument the same thing happened here that they didn't have all their powers directly immediately so that's why she was able to get bit by the snake but it's also why it didn't like have any effect on her yeah yeah they flew in space no i i i i get it i hear your argument it's a bit of a stretch i know it is i'm not i think it's but you see my point it's the fucking aquaman tattoo thing for me it's the same thing your tattoo is easier to explain like that's easier to explain I just think it's the same concept. Your skin is impenetrable. No, but remember, okay, very quickly, if you remember, when he fights Black Mantis the first time, mm-hmm. Black Mantis has Atlantean steel and was able to stab him in the shoulder. So, right. if you recall, my argument was that Volto gave him the tattoos when they were training, and he would have brought 
Atlantean stuff to do it, which would have been able to then give him the tattoos. Maybe. That's okay. That's more believable than. Which is the the argument I gave you when we had the discussion the first time. I still think it's bullshit. Of course you do. I still think both these things are just like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if a rattlesnake bit this chick and then she fucking set on fire? Yeah. Well, which which actually was, I, I like that, but that's beside the point. But then the lesser version expands on it where it shows Nan, the big fucking giant mute dude, yeah. pick up the charcoal remains and try and laser burn it himself, and it doesn't work. Like, he he doesn't have the laser beam, which is weird. Yeah. Um. Okay, so going back to that fight in Rocky, the diner fight. Yes. Because I had a whole point of this. Fucking 20 minutes ago. 30 minutes ago, but yeah. God damn it. <laughs> um. Fucking, I said that both endings, the lesser cut, the Donner cut, work for varying degrees. One, the Donner cut did what it had to do because they didn't have footage. You could clearly see there's like, oh, there's CGI in this scene where there wasn't CGI back then as as clean as this was. There's even a fucking close-up of like people in a city like bumbling. It looks like high-definition film. You're like, what the fuck? Right. Um. When in the Lester cut, he kisses Lois. She fucking gets her memory wiped, which is such a stupid power. Doesn't make any bit of goddamn sense. So him going back to the diner makes sense because they remember him. And even the the diner owner says, hey, man, don't start anything. I just got this fixed up. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, But they said the same fucking line in the daughter cut. But he didn't memory wipe anybody. He went and fucking went, did the fucking flying around the world in reverse thing. Reverse time. Yeah. Right. So no one should remember him because it did that didn't happen then. Yep. So for for the guy to say, hey, I didn't I just got this place fixed up. And for Rocky to be like, hey, I'm going to fight this guy again. Or for even Superman to go and fuck with this guy anyways is more about Superman being like, this guy has no idea why I'm going to come in there and fuck him up. Think about that. Yeah. Rocky's just sitting there. He may be a douchebag, but he didn't fucking pu- he didn't punch Clark Kent. He didn't make an ass of himself. He's just sitting there having his fucking steak and eggs. And then fucking Clark Kent comes in. He's like, hey, I've never seen garbage eat garbage before. So, of course, Rocky's going to be like, well, fuck you, Four Eyes. Like, what I do to you? <laughs> right. I'm right. going to beat the shit out of you for being a dick to me. I'm sitting here eating my fucking steak. And Clark and Superman's just like, oh, that's what you think. And then he, this fucker will take it to go and fucking throws his ass into a goddamn pinball machine. That dude for the rest of his life is going to be like, what the fuck did I do? What? <laughs> that guy was such a dick to me. I didn't do anything wrong. And if they just took out that line of dialogue where the owner said, I just had this, fi- this place fixed, the C would work. It would absolutely work. Yeah, it's, yeah. But it it just shows Superman as a as you know as himself can be just as much of a fucking vindictive prick. Well, did you see one of the things? So now on the Donner cut, for those who have not seen it yet, they they say mm. at the beginning of it they had to use screen test footage for some of the scenes because they weren't able to get reshoots or whatever. Right. 
and that's fine. And honestly, the screen test stuff wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Like, I expected it to be a very abrupt cut. And some of them are, but not to the point that I was expecting. You know what I mean? I didn't even notice what it was until I looked it up. And then once I looked it up, I'm like, all right. Oh, no, no, no. I There were a couple. There's a couple of them. For my, my point out, there's three of them. Three moments. I only, I only know of the one. Well, the one that's the most obvious to me is when they're in the hotel room after Lois just gets out of the shower. Where they caught where where he quote unquote got shot by the gun. Yes, but leading up to that, because there's times where times where it cuts to a, a, a camera shot on Clark talking to Lois, and he's got completely different glasses on. Oh, you're okay. Well, that's all the same scene, correct? No, but but when they shot different angles, like like the, literally, there's one part where there's a there's a and it's never straight on on Clark. It's like three quarters, but he's the only one on camera. That's the important part. And he's got right. these like square black sunglasses, or not sunglasses, but glasses on. And then it literally the next cut is the two of them talking, but you can see both of their faces. And he's got big round black glasses on, like very different. And his hair is very different too. He's got like his hair's like covering his ears in the, well, I guess what would be the Lester cut version, or at mm-hmm. least the 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 originally filmed footage. And then when they did the screen test, his hair's like very different. He looks right. very different between the two. He looks probably um, skinnier. He probably had. He also was yes. Bulk. He was also very skinny. Um, I remember this now. Uh, Margot Kidder, Kidder looks very different too. Like yeah. not yeah. as drastic because like, she doesn't have something like glasses to like make it stick out. But right. she looks a little less. And I hate to say this because of her history, but she looks a little less frazzled. Mm. Like I always felt that Lois Lane was a little too frantic in those films. I agree. And in in these screen test footages, she's a little more put together. Right. In terms of like being calm. I agree. So, um, but you know, it's easy now to look at that and go, okay, well, we know Margot Kidder's got some mental health issues and it could have been that. Isn't she dead? I think she is now, but she, yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, she struggled for a long time. Right. And so, like, it's, it's, it's not, it's certainly not me or you for that matter shitting on Margot Kidder at all. Like, we, 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 totally respect mental health issues, you know, but like, yeah, I, I, I will tell you that I just, I don't know. I, I have, I have issues with both, both versions of the film, you know, that's what I said. Um, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Terrence Stamps Zod. Like it's okay. You know, I also felt like I can't tell for sure, but it seems like there's inconsistencies with his voice Sometimes it sounds like it's it's his voice is deepened and magnified. He he sounds really powerful. He, and there's other parts where he's like, "Hey, no, he's, <laughs> he's the Scarlet Witch of the Superman world." That's he didn't change his fucking accent. It's, it's, just, <laughs> it's it's just it's it's I don't know. Like you can imagine, they're like when they do Vader. They're magnifying Vader's voice a little bit. Sure. They're adding that that bigger timber and boom. Which they don't need to do much of because, let's face it, James Earl Jones has got a pretty big timber when he wants to use it. You know, When so. he wants to use it. But, and Terrence Stamp, 
no joke, has a great fucking voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they really kind of, like, were inconsistent in both versions, I'll add. It wasn't just Lester kind. It wasn't just Right, Zombie right, Dead. right. I, I don't know. I have to acknowledge that his performance at the time was Shakespearean and a little... It's kind of Gary Oldman-esque. I can see that. It, yeah. It's overacty. Yeah. Yeah, but you respect the overactingness, and but like his version would not fucking work in Man of Steel. Oh no, no. There, there Even was what... an interesting thing of of like where Reeves was or Superman was like, care to step outside, General? That's only in the lesser version. I expect that line to be in the Donner cut. No, where he flies not. outside yeah, the Daily yeah. Planet, and he's just like, yeah. I, I thought that was a total Donner fucking line, but I don't know because I that's, also, that's I, I... a pretty iconic line. I will say that I liked. I will give what I will give the Lester cut over the Donner cut is how Zod and them get out of the um, Phantom Zone. Yeah, that was that whole fucking plot of the what Eiffel could, Tower. The Eiffel Tower. What are you talking about? The Lester cut. In the Lester cut, they get. If I recall, they get out of the 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 Phantom Zone because the explosion from Krypton knocks it breaks it loose nope that's that's ha- there that happens but that's not what happens in the lesser cut the lesser cut there's a whole the opening scene like like a fucking bond movie is lois lane is in paris and there's a terrorist attack where they have a hydrogen bomb they're gonna blow up the fucking eiffel tower in paris that, that's right yeah and superman takes the bomb flies it out in space and throws it and that's what breaks open the fucking okay so never mind i take back i I, for some reason i remembered it as the explosion of krypton is what broke them the explosion of krypton i think pushed them even further but it didn't break them okay because i and they're and they're broken they're the nuclear missile the nuclear missile blowing up in space was like mm mm-mm well, what a fucking hydrogen bomb works just as no, well. No, 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 no. I like I said, I remembered it incorrectly. I remembered it as it being no. So I, I, I have a problem with both now. You know what I mean? Let I'm gonna be straight with you. I have the same problem with Avengers when oh when, when Stark throws the thing. Yeah, like that wouldn't happen. No, it that's not happen. how. That's not how that would have worked. If you know, yes, I get. I'm always the one. I'm always the one. Preaching suspension of disbelief, but like same it's thing with yeah. same thing with Zod yelling, you know, yelling "We're free" while they're floating in space. There's no oxygen; sound doesn't travel. They you wouldn't, wouldn't hear the explosion that. either. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I get it. I totally agree with you. But like, that's when you like overthink science. Like that. That's. That's what Stephanie would. Find. No, I know, I know. I actually remember. I remember thinking to myself, "I'm pulling a Steph." But, like, but, I, but that's. But she's not wrong. Like she's no, absolutely no. right. And I, but yeah, if and, going, I, and if you're going to see Superman and trying to find fucking scientific credibility, I think. A, I think what I think what bothers me about it though is when I did my research, it said they tried to keep it as realistic as possible. Is that why there's a part where Superman throws his fucking emblem and becomes cellophane? Is that well, realistic? Well, that doesn't happen. That's a that's a Lester cut. That doesn't happen. That's a Lester cut. But, uh, that also served no fucking purpose. 
No, no, I'm talking about the Donner Cut. The Donner Cut tried to. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about filmmakers on a whole being like, we're going to fucking. I'm talking about filmmakers just making up weird decisions and weird powers. Like, in Lesser Cut, uh, it, it could be argued that, like, Zod and company tapped into other powers that Superman just didn't want to ever fucking do. But, like, they were able to levitate people by pointing at them. I was, th- yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that uh, too. Yeah. When the fuck did when was that a thing? That like wasn't even a thing that, in Man of Steel. No, like you said, that might have been some kind of like I don't know. Yeah, some kind of power that yeah. Or the fucking cellophane emblem, which just looks it looks like someone fucking took a a goddamn fruit roll up and just threw it at somebody. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the obviously the fucking memory kiss was. Still confusing. So let let's but, talk about two quick things from this, and then I and then I have to ask ask you a question about something quasi related. But okay, first off, you were talking about the playing Clark Kent so differently than than Superman. You mentioned that right. earlier. One of the things I liked about the Donner Cut is that they do address that. There's that scene where they're having dinner. They make the souffle, which. That was a little corny, but whatever. They make they make dinner at the Fortress of Solitude, and they're sitting there and they're eating. Which they didn't show how they made that, by the way. Yes, they did. But yes, they did. Remember, he 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 made the souffle. But he they put the they. I guess they didn't show how they put the whole the ingredients together, but they showed him cooking it by heating the the bowl with his heat vision. That, all right, that's that's fair. Yeah. Um. But they're, they're eating the thing, they're talking, and she starts asking him questions like, so what's it like to play Clark, to, to like have this like dual life? And he's like, oh, I really kind of enjoy it because it lets me, you know what I mean? Like that, that whole conversation I actually found kind of interesting. Um, yeah. But then when he's talking to Jarrell about giving up his powers so that he can be human or whatever, um, well, he wasn't even asking, he wasn't even suggesting giving up the power. He just wanted to, is it okay if I like you know fuck this woman? You know? Can I have a girlfriend, Daddy? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah basically. Can I can I get some boo boo? Like, <laughs> yeah. So he he's asking these questions. They're talking, and there's a there's a, a a shot where you see Lois Lane walk off. I guess come out of the the bedroom, if you will, and like look down on this conversation. And she's wearing a Superman fucking t shirt. I, I knew you were going to go there. And I'm like, like, part of me is like, okay, that's fucked up. But then there's also a part of me like, just hear Why me is out. fucked up? Well, just because it's stupid. Not fucked up. Fucked up is probably the wrong word, but it's stupid. Okay. But like, but then there's also the, they, they all wear clothes with the, the, um, the emblem of a house. Like, you know, if you, you right, the, the house, house of Al. Yeah. Right. So you saw, like, even Brando, despite what we think of him, when he's Jor-El on Krypton, he's wearing, you know, a, a thing that has a yes on it, you know. And, Allegedly, that was his idea. And that's what it says, to... right. But even then, if you look at the other council members, they're all different and wearing different emblems. Like, No, you know. I'm saying that was his idea to have everyone have a different el- emblem on, on their chest. Well, that might be the only good thing he contributed to the film. But anyway, that's... Beside the point. So based on that, it kind of at least maybe explains why there's a Superman t-shirt. You know, maybe. Um, I um, 
I don't understand how anything in the Fortress of Solitude works. Uh, there's a toilet that flushes. Right. <laughs> so I remember. I, I here's the thing. I don't. I don't fundamentally like the portrayal of Krypton or the Fortress in either of these films. It looks super uncomfortable. It's 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 super uncomfortable. It's very arctic. Like you got listen. And I'm not saying you, but when I say you, of the the to the audience and to the you know the whoever's general listening, you. To, yeah. yeah, you may have problems with Man of Steel, but you mm. have to give credit for the way they handled Krypton, Jor-El, all that stuff in the first like 20 minutes. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, um, I, I look. I am of the opinion that Man of Steel is definitely one of Zack Snyder's better films. Um. I didn't particularly love the uh, the portrayal of making Superman not full of joy. He's I get not that very he's a, I get, happy I get, in this I, oh my, in this one either. He's got more joy, like he when he's even when he's saving people, like he saves the kid who falls no. off Niagara Falls. Like he's yes, got a smile no, no, face. no. At that point, he does, and by that point. In this, if you if you're putting the story side by side, by that point in in Cavill's development as Superman, he's a little more. He's not like yay, but he's not like this morose, you know, depressed thing that Ralph always talks about. If you look at Clark Kent in Smallville, all the way through up until he goes to the Daily Planet, he's a miserable little fucker. He really is. You're talking about the the Chris Reeve version. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, because show me a fucking eighteen-year-old that's happy. Well, that's my, that's my point. Like everyone shat on like, and, and and the one that comes to mind the most is Ralph. With and I, and I like Ralph, you know I do. But Ralph was always the, like, you know, emo emo Clark Kent, emo Superman. I'm like, he's not. <laughs> no, no, no. The emo Superman is the Brandon Ralph one. I will acknowledge that he's the emo one. No, he. But, but no, Ralph said it was Cavill. I yeah, I don't agree with Ralph's calling him an emo fucking Superman. I call him an angry Superman. And I acknowledge that Superman is allowed to be angry, but it's it, it was, he was just angry the whole fucking movie. It was, it was just like, honestly, I will say this. It was Snyder wanting desperately to make a Batman movie. He made a Batman movie with Superman. Is really what it was. And he ultimately made a Batman movie after that. So And the best fucking, yeah. So, I... I the irony is this has nothing to do with Dick Donner. We've been fucking shredding. Like, we, well, we're of the I opinion mean, that Don... Some like, of it does, because... Some of it does, but in terms of, like... In, in terms of... Here's the uh, thing, right? If I if I could jump in for a minute, right? Because just to, 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 to write the ship a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be doing what we do here on this show if we did not deep dive this movie. And I think... on And, and honestly, I think that's our way of giving Donner the respect that he deserves because we feel like it deserves our... It's too, I was going to say it deserves our time. That's a little too cocky, but it deserves the the, the breakdown that it gets. You know what I mean? Well, like on, on the on the, the, the core thing of, of Pot Askew, who the fuck wants to hear us agree <laughs> about Superman? That too. For two fucking hours. So I forget, and, yeah, and we, yeah. We are kind of agreeing... But we're acknowledging, like, every there's movie, problems. there's, as far as I'm concerned, there are very few, um, uh, very few perfect films. Great. Superman is not a perfect film. No. I don't care how much you like Dick Donner. 
But even the Donner Cut is not a perfect film. It's a better version. Oh, yeah. But I would also yeah. argue that the Snyder Cut is not a fucking perfect film. No. <laughs> Just, no despite what everyone yeah. fucking, you know, all everyone sucking Zack Snyder's dick. No, we... I'm glad it, I'm glad it was made. When we did the breakdown, we, we pointed out the flaws when we did yeah. it with C-Man. Yeah. I, my whole... I uh, I my, I think the biggest thing we need to take away from this is that fucking Warner Brothers has been fucking up superhero movies since the fucking seventies. <laughs> it's yeah. not even now. It, they were doing this shit back then. It's a fucking miracle that Batman and Batman Returns were as good as they were. I know you don't like them as much, but as good as they were, no, I get Warner you. Brothers backing shit up, and they were fucking backed. By John Peters. And you know all about how John Peters was a nutty motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I would, and maybe maybe we save this for another day, but I would like to talk about the, because despite whether you like the, the, the lesser cut or the Donner cut of Superman 2, and Superman Returns basically retcons the entire end of either of those movies. Yeah. It's weird because because it's uh, supposed to be a direct sequel. Like that's yeah. suppo- it's supposed to go Superman one, Superman two, Superman returns, and, and fuck it, it Richard kind of, and, and basically yeah, it, fuck Richard Pryor, fuck you know, and fuck uh, whoever the, the think, Solar Man was, you know. Uh, Ale- oh, Solar Man, Ale- <laughs> That's what he was. He wasn't Solar Man. He, he was got fucking, his power from uh, so, Atomic Man or something. Atom, whatever. What fuck he was. Nuclear Man. Whatever the fuck. Nuclear he was. Man. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, uh, fuck Richard Pryor. Well, allegedly Brando did. Um, yeah. Not not like according to Pryor's daughter, Rain. That Rain. Uh, it may have been Rain. Who's she? A, who's also on that head of the class show? For what that's worth. Like, it all goes back to head of the class. So. Fucking allegedly <laughs> Brando and fucking, uh, fucking, I got nothing. Like, it's just a weird pairing. Brando and fucking Richard Pryor allegedly fucking got it on. Uh, trying to imagine what the fuck that sounds like, you know, because they both had very distinct voices. Can you imagine that pillow talk? Like, no. Like, I can't. Richard, this so it tastes so good. <laughs> don't just stop. Just, just don't. I'm gonna make him an offer. You can't refuse. <laughs> I bet he mispronounced. He's like, Sally in the Superman three. What was it like being with the son of Krypton? Yeah. Krypton, motherfucker. <laughs> Um, what was your question? <laughs> I don't even remember at this point. Oh I my just, god. Yeah. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, only tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. 
federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. Let's talk about some of the, because here's the thing. We, we've talked about him directing stuff. Mm, but mm-hmm. what I think he doesn't get enough credit for was his production. He produced some films that he never had anything to do with directing. And, you know, we we got some great movies because of it. Rattle them off. Um, obviously, he did, he did the ones that he directed. He's produced almost all of those but to your point um Le- or uh the lost boys, lost boys. yeah no. um you and i may not be fans of these at least i'm not you might be i don't know we've never talked about it but uh the two free willy movies he produced those yep yep just the first two the first two yep okay because they've been like seven of those five? i don't know i think three Actually, I think maybe four. Actually, the fourth one might have been a direct to something because I don't think it. I don't know. Anyway, fair enough. Um, I've heard of this film, but I've never seen it. But I feel like it's something you've mentioned maybe in passing. But Bordello of Blood. Oh, Tales of the Crypt. Well, no, this. this I mean, yes, he did Tales from the Crypt because he also. No, no, no. Bordello of Blood was a movie of the Tales of the Crypt. Okay. Because he also did do the series, and he also did Tales from the Crypt, um, Demon Knight, which is a different Tales from okay, the Crypt movie. So, all right, well, Bordello Blood also had Corey Feldman, so there's your other connection. He did the he did the Omen TV movie from 95. There was a TV movie of Omen? From 1995. That sounds awful. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Epidemic. Demiologist Dr. Linus, uh, photojournalist Jack Mann, and ER nurse Annalise try to stop a demonic entity that's possessing people from unleashing a biological weapon during the St. Patrick's Day parade. Yeah, that sounds awful. Uh, I'm trying to see who's in it. It sounds more like a leprechaun fucking movie than a goddamn Owen movie. Well, anyway. Um, let me see. So Next should be like, oh, he also did leprechaun. <laughs> yeah. Uh... But he also did, um, obviously, the, the three lethal weapons. Hold on. It went back to his produce, his directing credits. I want to go back to that. I mean, to be fair, he directed a lot more than he produced. He produced 37 things. He's 37. Uh, and he directed 82 things. So Did he produce the lethal weapons show? Not according to this. Wow. So he had nothing to do with that. Looks that way. You know, this probably means there's not going to be a lethal weapon five now. Yeah, unless because that was supposed to be his last movie. He's like, I'm I'm planning Lethal Weapon Five to be my last movie. It's going to be Final Lethal or Lethal Final or Lethal do, Finale. Do you think that just because of his age, because we don't know what caused him to pass, but he was 91, so it very easily could have just been age. But it could have just what he die of 91. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but do do you think he might have had a like a contingency plan so that the fifth one could still be made? I, I um I don't know. I think possibly, but uh, um, also who the who would do Lethal Weapon Five? Who could direct it that would fit that flow? Because I'm, you know me, I'm I'm a big 
I have a big bitch fit of like when it, because the first four lethal weapons, as we said, they feel it feels like a family. It feels like a root of films. It feels well, like chapters of a book. Let me let me list off these last couple of movies that he produced, and it will answer that question because I have a thought. I'm not saying it has to be this, or I think that's the answer, but it could be like it could mm-hmm. be type of answer. But he also, um, and I'm going out of order here, but he did any given Sunday. Okay. Which you know I'm a huge fan of. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, X Men Origins Wolverine. I did know that. I actually did know that. And then the one that I'm the most interested in, and it kind of makes me want to reach out to somebody we know, the first uh-huh. X Men. Uh huh. Because I'd be six. Cu- six. Yeah, I'd be curious. Which is probably how you get the connection to um. Uh, Jesus Christ! I'm blanking on a fucking uh, singer. Singer yeah. doing Superman Returns. He's like, I just worked with fucking Donner. Yeah. I want to fucking do Superman. Bob, possibly. Up. Yeah, well, I guess that depends on your perspective. But yeah. Um, the other thing about, about Donner... Well, let's answer your question about Lethal Weapon 5. Who mm. could direct it? I already I'm have not, an answer. Okay, well, who do you have? Because I have one, too. Mel, Mel Gibson. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. There you go. Hi, yeah. yeah. High five, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's the only. I think it's the only logical choice is to. He, he spent enough time learning under Dick. You know what I mean? And what? <laughs> You're such a child. You, you no no. You said Dick very like. You know he's learning under Dick. Like you said it like that. Okay. So. It was just surprising how you. It's not the mastering dick sticker that I did. You just emphasized he he learned under dick. Well, if you want to be a dick, you learn under dick. Um, I think Mel Gibson taught Dick Donner how to be a dick. Yeah, probably. Let's, let's be fucking honest, man. Um, there's a, here's a quote from Mel Gibson about being directed by him six times. Because he was in six of his films. Um, The Four Lethal Weapons, Conspiracy Theory, and Maverick, as we talked about. He says, Uncle Dick, he's a great guy. Just terrific. Extremely professional. He's an old veteran and has an understanding of film that is a culmination of years of experience. He's got his technical stuff down, his vision, and, and his vision down. No matter what you say about Dick, it underrates him. He really loves what he's doing. He loves working with the actors. And he allows you the freedom to explore all kinds of areas. All right, kid, he'll say, and then slap you on the back and let you try something because even if he doesn't know sometimes, he's just an extremely charming, talented, great fucking guy, and I love him. So. I. Which is sadly nicer things than he's ever said about his own daughter. But that's, you know. Mel Gibson? Yeah. I didn't know Mel Gibson said anything about his daughter. Oh, no, no, that's Baldwin. <laughs> that's Baldwin. Jesus Christ. Well, they both had meltdowns like right around the same time, so very different meltdowns. But still, meltdowns. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I'm thinking more about Lethal Weapon, like, and I think the real apart from Dick Donner dying, I think the biggest drawback is Danny Glover. I don't see Danny Glover coming back. He's not gonna be tough. Danny Glover is is in is in great shape for as old as he is, but he also I don't think he could do it. I, I think whereas Mel Gibson looks like he's still fucking writing up. I think I think you see if I'm if I'm writing the the the, the plot for Lethal Weapon Five, right? At this point, at this point, it's one of two things: Rogers, the captain, 
or the chief of police. So like he and I know they were captains briefly in four. I get that, but by the end of the film, they're knocked back down to the lieutenant or sergeants or whatever they were. You know, right? Uh, but now he's the actual captain and he's the chief, right? Oh, the chief, right? And 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 Riggs refuses to come off the street, so he's not really any higher than he was. And they either got him teamed up with Butters or Nick becomes a cop. I don't see that happening. I, I see Butters more likely than Nick. No, but I'm just saying those are two two ways to do it. And then whoever it right. is gets teamed up with Riggs. And so Murtaugh's still in it. Because if you, if you remember three, there's a good 40 minutes of the movie where there's no Murtaugh. Maybe, maybe less. But there's a big t- – right after he shoots Nick's friend – in that gun battle, it, yeah, it's more there's of him like drinking alone, trying to. Yeah, I, I search. Right, but but there's a big chunk of time where <clears> you <throat> get like glimpses of Murtaugh, like he's really not in the movie for like maybe it's twenty minutes, but like there's a mm-hmm. chunk of time, so you can do a lethal weapon where you still have Murtaugh the character, and he's still involved, but he's not like in your face the whole. You know, it's like it's them <laughs> the whole time. You know what I mean? I can see it. I because totally you don't because I don't think like, like what with all respect to Pesci, I don't think you'll see Leo get. He got got. <laughs> yeah, he finally got got. Uh, yeah, I I think we'll probably start with his funeral. That if I, that's what I would prefer, predict. Possibly, yeah. I mean, it would be something like that. Um, but yeah, I think I think I think you have to have Mel do it. I mean, yeah. we're not we're not the biggest fans of Mel because of his beliefs and all, but you know. As a person, he's definitely a douchebag. But as an actor, he's great. Yeah, and and he's actually a halfway decent director. Like, despite what you think of like the the things that take place in the Passion of the Christ, it's a well shot fucking movie. It's a well shot film, but you know. And Jesus I hear Apocalyptic Christ. is pretty good too, but I didn't. Or, I, I've seen Apocalypto. It's, it's or yeah, whatever it's called. It's not an easy watch. It's hard. He seems to just like, like just just yeah. like Passion of the Christ. Yeah, he seems to like those like hard to watch films i you know whereas braveheart i could watch that i mean that's that's not did he direct that oh yeah oh i don't think i realized that okay yeah yeah, yeah. he that was one of his earlier debut of directing okay oh, i'm not i'm not uh, arguing that I, I just don't think i realized it so well um, look you know who's a better director fucking dick daughter and no sure he, huge fucking bucket of win well, there's no. something else about about him I want to talk about real quick, and this is another piece of information I don't know if you were aware of. So, one of Donner's assistants in in the 1990s, late 90s, was Jeff Johns. Oh. So, in October of 2006, Donner, Jeff Johns, and Adam Kubert, who's an artist, became the new creative team on Action Comics. Really? And he actually, yeah, yeah. And they did, and they did um, action comics for a while. They did the la- they did the story, the last son, and an escape from Bizarro World. Um, there, which were runs, and they've now been released as graphic. Like you can get the graphic novel, right, all right, the run. Right. But um, they also wrote Donner and Jeff Johns also co-wrote the story for Action Comics number one thousand that was released in April of twenty eighteen. So Jesus Christ. So yeah. Donner, Donner kind of leapt into the DC world pretty heavily, you know. I would have. Let me ask you a question. Apart from X Men, right? If Donner were to direct 
a Marvel film? What do you think he could have tackled? Convincingly. Well, he didn't direct X Men either. He was no, no, but he he that was the only time he really uh, dipped his toe in the Marvel world was X Men X Men Origins was as a producer. Right. Clearly, he loved comics. Clearly, he loved comic book movies. Um, I don't know, man. Like I, I he had such an eclectic fucking filmography. Right. I although uh, for whatever reason, I I have two characters that keep coming to to mind, but I don't know that I'm I'm right about it. Right. But I keep getting Thor or Doctor Strange. I see. I could see both of those equally. Um, I don't Thor, know. Thor, probably a little bit more. Maybe, maybe the first Iron Man when Tony was like, not like when Tony was like at the height of Tony, like I'm this cocky mm. fucker. You know what I mean? Like I don't, that, that, that progression that Tony takes from Iron Man through Endgame you know, we've talked about that ad nauseum, so we don't need to get into details again, but like he, he's a very different person at the beginning of Iron Man than he is at the end of Endgame, despite besides being literally fried. You know, but like character wise, he's a very different human being. And I don't I feel like Donner would have handled the cockier Tony better than the grounded Tony. I honestly think if they were ever going to do a reboot when Donner was at his prime, he could they he would actually be kind of perfect to do Fantastic Four. Yeah, I could see that. Well I thought we were talking about stuff that already existed, but yes. No 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 I was just I was just any Marvel, any oh, MCU, yeah, it, any it, Marvel it, movie. If they were yeah, if they were if they were looking for a director for this Fantastic Four movie that's supposed to come out what, I think twenty twenty three, I think is when it's slated. I think we saw mm. the year on it. It's Mark they, Webb. Well, no, but I'm saying if they had, if right. they were looking and they they grabbed, you know, Richard Donner and said we're gonna have him do it, I'd be like, yep, let's go. You know, like I, I'd right. be on board, especially as, and with all respect to him, but with having Feige, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You, you, when you have Feige at the helm, the directors don't frighten me as much. If you had different executive producers on all these, then I'd be more like, okay, who's mm. directing this thing? But with, because it feels like to me, without getting on a huge long conversation, that Feige carries a big fucking stick. Like he, <laughs> like he's, he's, no, but I'm saying, like he, uh, here he's a great guy. I mean, through, through stories we've heard, not just from Maddie, but other things that I've read, like he's a good guy and he's someone you easily to get along with mm-hmm. but he's also not somebody like if you try to push back <laughs> on him on certain things he's he just you know did did you hear about the simpsons thing um that recently with about kevin feige and stanley no no you you watched that loki simpsons yeah oh yeah I, I thought it was awesome i liked it a lot well they actually contacted marvel and said hey we've got audio of stan lee because stan lee did like an episode or two yes like we have unused shit we could try and implement this and Fai was like nope that's it no more no more stanley stanley's not cameoing in anything else yeah i think his last one's in black widow from what i read nope. i haven't no he's not in it okay i thought mm-hmm. i thought he because they... i hate to ruin that but no he's not no 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 because I, I i thought i'd read a headline that said like after Black Widow, there's no more cameos or something like that. That's what I thought I saw the headline side, but maybe I read it wrong. I mean, I'm not gonna. Honestly, I think after him trying to go after the sunset, 
in Endgame. I think that's that was the way they wanted to end it. Which, which honestly, like, like not for nothing, you know, like props to the Simpsons like team for reaching out and suggesting it. But like, they, well, yeah, they asked, and 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 then they were totally respectful. Like, oh, sorry, no, no, we won't. We're not going to fucking do that because you know Disney owns the Simpsons now. It was well, kind just, of like. But, well, I think they also respect the legacy, but I mean, like, I think, I think, good on Feige for making that call. Like, if it's not, you know, if it's not Stan, then it, it don't would do have been it. gimmicky. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's a good call. Uh, you know, the only, the only issue I have, um, for that, and we've talked about it before, and it's no disrespect to the film because honestly, I think it's kind of underrated. Is that the thank you Stan is at the beginning of Captain Marvel? Like I feel like that should have been at the beginning of one of the two, either Infinity War or Endgame, not the beginning of Captain Marvel. Eh. Well, just because more people, I mean, like I, I feel like it gets more eyes on it at that point. Like I feel like mm-hmm. there's a whole group of people that saw the Avengers movies and never saw Captain Marvel, and I hate to say it, I doubt they went back and watched it after the Infinity Wars. You know, I. I, I think people went and saw Captain Marvel a lot. I think there was a lot of fanboys that were bitching about it. Right, but I'm just saying, all right, let's. right, I'm going strictly off ticket sales. How much money did those the Infinity, the, the Gauntlet make? You know what I That's mean? That's the Yeah, I mean, that obviously made more fucking money. Because more people I, went and saw it. That's the point that I'm right, getting right, at. Right, right, you right. Know, so. well, well, because everyone knew, hey, we, we, we knew this was... No matter what, the Avengers as a title will make more money than a standalone like Doctor sure. Strange two or something. Sure. Anyways, um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's that's what you know. The so Donner even had his hands in comic books. Yeah, he, he fucking put his fingers in all sorts of cookie jars. Like I, he's a bit of a Renaissance man. I think he totally was. He and and. He was from everything I've heard. He was a, he sounded like a good dude. He was not an angry guy, and if he was angry at someone, it was because they fucking deserved it. Like in the the opening, there's a portion for the Donner cut, which is an introduction by him, and he says, "Hi, I'm Richard Donner, but you guys can call me Dick. All my I friends call me Dick." I didn't see that on my version. They must have cut yeah, that out. I I rented it on Amazon. They must have cut that out. Oh, it's not in front of the movie. It's it's an extra. It's on the DVD. Like here's oh, an extra know, play movie with an with an introduction. Oh, okay. Well, then yeah, they don't right. they don't offer that option on streaming. And it's like literally two minutes of him saying like, "I just want to thank you all for helping me get this going because I never thought this was going to happen." And he's like, "I you know my name is Richard Donner, but you guys like I go by Dick for all my friends, and you are all my friends for helping make this happen." That's awesome. That's a great, and he said, like, this is, I never expected to actually watch this movie and finish it. He's like, there are some, you know, he's like, it, it's almost exactly what I intended from the very beginning. And, and you could see, he's like, I, I got emotional watching it. It was, is <clears throat> Dick Donner just seems like a dude, like, he, like how Mel Gibson calls like uncle Dick. Yeah, yeah, dude. He was uncle Dick. He was, he was, he was filmmaker's uncle. Yeah, because he wasn't yeah. just in one genre. He did Omen. He did Superman. He did conspiracy theory. He did Lethal Weapon. He was like, I just want to. He's like, I just want to make movies. I just want to like flesh out my genres and 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 have fun and have a family. I give him total mad respect. There's a couple things in here I want to just finishing off with, but like, um, that I just thought you'd find interesting. Um, 
this I'm trying to confirm, but I'm having trouble. So, like, those producer credits that I read you were off his IMDb, which we typically tend to, to be pretty accurate. However, they can be altered by people. Of course. Um, so can Wiki. So I'm looking at his Wiki right now, and according to Wikipedia, he also was an executive producer on Omen 3, The Final Conflict. Hmm. Now, so I can't... I But I can't confirm that because one... One saying and the other is not, you know, so not sure about that. He also apparently was a um, an executive producer on Delirious. The Eddie Murphy movie? Uh, no, it's a John Candy movie. Oh, I don't, I don't know that one. Um, so yeah, so little things like that I can't confirm. But there's also some quotes here that I thought are really interesting. Like you know, we usually do a trivia. Um. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, this one, this one you'll appreciate. This one's about Brando. Marlon's the kind of, <sighs> kind of guy that if he can collect his money and not do the deed, he's happy to do so. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other ones that are worth, um, on, get on, there's two of them on Mel. The first one, uh, the most exciting thing that came into my life is as an actor and a friend, he's a special human being. So I wonder, I don't know when that was said. But I wonder if that was like pre or post. It was probably right in the height of everything. It's like, you know, during the controversy. You got a lot of like support. You also got a lot of flack, but you had people being like, like fucking, what's her name? Um, I think it was Whoopi. I think Whoopi came forward and said, like, I know Mel. He's not a racist. Like, I know him through and through. He said some right. shit, but he's not a racist. Right. And, and look, sometimes I mean, without getting into a thing, that sometimes happens. Sometimes you say some stuff. Stupid ass shit, but you're not actually feeling that way, you know. Unfortunately, with Mel, it seems like there's too much smoke behind or too much fire behind the smoke, personally to me. But, or, you know. or in this case, fucking tequila. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, and then he also said Mel Gibson is God's gift to a director, but he tells the worst jokes in the world. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard Mel Gibson has got a pretty. Sick yeah. sense of humor and and very corny jokes like that like dad jokes throughout the yeah well I wouldn't it would not surprise me if all the three stooge shit that was in Lethal Weapons was all fucking Riggs it was all Mel Gibson yeah yeah that wouldn't surprise me um two more and then I'll, I'll I'm done and if you want to call it a night I we got, can I, I got nothing um on uh on Christopher Reeve. He's the real life Superman, and I know I will see him walk again, which is a shame because it never happened. But depends on what you believe. If he believed that that he and Chris are going to be up in heaven and all that, and well, sure, but heaven, yeah, I don't. It doesn't give the context if he meant that way or if he actually would be being paralyzed and get you know mobile again. So I took it as I took it as him being like, I'm going to see him walk in heaven or something like that. Possibly. I mean, there, there is actually footage of Chris Reeve on a treadmill walking now. He's got a whole bunch of assistants, you know, and he's not and he's they're, they're using some kind of computer computer program to kind of move his legs. But that mm -hmm. he was helping to try to develop that and it never came to fruition before he died. But, you know, mm -hmm. um, the last one here. And I think this is awesome. He goes, I have a bust of Abraham Lincoln in my office. And it's not because of the greatness he did for our country as president, but, but it's because whenever I look at it, it, I have to remember an actor killed him. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. That is fucking wow. 
<laughs> I've never seen these pizzas before. That's such a great fucking way of like that's like a that's like a a lesson for directors. Don't piss off your actors because right? they will shoot your ass. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's how you fucking end a Donner party, I guess. CJ here with a few thank yous to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Please don't forget to rate and comment. If you want to agree with or yell at us, you can do it live. That's right, Rico and I put ourselves on a weekly live stream called Getting Vocal with Potaskew every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific at getvocal.com slash Potaskew. That's www.getvokl.com slash Potaskew, where we discuss various topics from past and present shows and even sometimes play games. If you can't or don't want to join us live, you can follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. I will remain silent. Neither I nor my wife leave Krypton. people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen.